de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hi, hello, bienvenidos. Welcome to The Colores Radio. This is episode 60, y'all. 60, 60 years old. 60 <laughs> years old. And I can kick and punch and kick. Okay, Um, it is Minority Mental Health Month. Um, So happy that, even though for me it's every day, baby. <laughs> um, I also feel that way about pride um because it's always fun to see how the things come and go during these months and we should really be talking about and celebrating all these things all the time um but how is everyone doing thank you all so much for listening i'm your host eva arreguin and with me is raffitz <laughs> i hate you <laughs> he was editing it as i was saying it and it literally said raffitz <laughs> He didn't think I was going to see it, but I did. He, Rafita, retweet, Rafael Tamayo. How you doing, Rafitz? I'm good. How are you? I'm running with that forever. Um, I am well. I really, as much as I know the Zumba drained us and like feels so peppy for our personalities... It also gave me energy. I don't know about you, but I felt it like did. I felt ready. I hit all my rings. You go, girl. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Your thing is ringed up. Ringed up. Rang it. Um, it's been a. It's been. It has. It does. It hasn't felt as long. Okay. You hate me. It's fine. Um, what is your internal temperature? I want to give our listeners. An insight into our personal energy, into how we are feeling right now, into the reality of our existence. That's right. We're translating our feelings in the best way we know how. Means it's time for me mood, baby. What to do, baby? <laughs> okay, so my nephew, Gogo, Legend. Um, we stand. joined a basketball team at his school. And so they're doing like a summer league and he's really hard on himself. But I, I love the young man because he's pushing himself like he'll be in the be living nicer room. Be to him. Who, me? Yeah. What do so you I mean? I want to be nice to me first. Though. <gasps> Damn, Pat, carry that trauma. I am suit. nice to Gogo. I know, but since he's so hard on himself, you oh, yeah, be no, nicer to no, him. And I, so he's not I, so hard on I himself. I am. And so is Pee Wee. And like we went to one of his games and Pee Wee hasn't been able to make as many. And Pee Wee went to one. And I was like, oh, man, I was like, Pee Wee's going to be loud. And, you know, at, at, at go-go school, it's mostly like white people. Yes. So we're sitting there in the stands and I'm like, damn, Pee Wee's going to act a fool. And sure enough, like Pee Wee's like in the back and he's like, hell yeah, good board, go-go, show that. <laughs> and I'm like, all the parents turn around and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. But at the same time, I'm like, go-go will use that as fuel to feel better about himself. Yeah. And we cheer him up. And like he'll be in the living room like you know, working on his forum on how to shoot a ball. And um, I'm really proud of him. I'm really happy. He's found basketball and he's, he's uh, like, he's really into it. So it's really cool. But with that being said, um, because I've been giving him a lot of advice, I felt like it was only natural that my meme mood 
was this young I little girl. I love this video. She's playing so into defense. it. <laughs> and she's like, it's she's serious. That's coverage. That's defense the most coverage. coverage. Pat, have yes. you seen this? You will love this, Pat. <laughs> Look at her. Just wait. It gets better. Yeah. This is so serious. We will share this. This is making me think of us at ICE. Our sweet Daisy, Daisy the intern, will share this later because look at her, Pat. This is how you play defense. Poor number eleven can't even move. The girl on offense ain't even. The girl's way taller than her. Yes, and she's like, "Can you just get out the way, sis? I just can't even get the." You know, it's hard out here for a shorty when we play basketball. Little man syndrome got you, girl. She's looking at her dad in her eyes too. Like, yeah, you ain't going nowhere. It's so cute. Um, that's a great me mood. Yeah, so that's me. That's um, my me mood. I didn't, I didn't have mine ready to go, but I did receive. <laughs> <laughs> Is that my new me mood? Weird. <laughs> that was me earlier. <laughs> look, at, look at that thrusting though. He's great. <laughs> he got that work. Looks like Teddy's cousin. Yeah, his tongue out and. <laughs> He from Oak Cliff too, probably. <laughs> he probably is. Um, mine is this video that Rafa sent us that mm. I've seen this guy's other videos. Oh, it's funny. But because we talked a little bit about trauma and you'll hear it later. Woo, love it. Um, it's the the caption was every Mexican mom this summer. And I believe it says from Jaime. I hope that's the person's name because um, he does it brilliantly, but it is a Mexican mom going off on her child for wanting to go out, and it's hilarious. So let's hear it. ¿A dónde están peinados? ¿Qué vas a salir o qué? ¿Vas a salir? ¿Y con permiso de quién? With a Dragon Ball Z weave. Ah, apenas me ibas a pedir permiso, pero ya estás cambiada. You done messed up. You already dressed, and you haven't even asked to go out. No me vas, no empieces. No me vas a salir. No, ya saliste toda la pinche semana. No te hagas. No, no, no te cansas de estar todo el mendigo día en la calle. It's a long one, so we don't have to hear the whole thing. It's so funny because apparently everyone and their mom literally got yelled at like this so um but it's funny we talked about it earlier because he walks in as the mom like oh you're so basically what he's doing is saying oh you look so nice like Like you're ready you're dressed and ready to go where are you going (laughs) oh you're going out oh you didn't ask me to go out and it just escalates from there and then we're like that's actually very unhealthy and manipulative because you know it starts really sweet and then it gets all crazy but that is my meme mood, and Rafa just pulled up a fat Buzz Lightyear with Bud Light. Uh, Bud Light beer. This is brilliant. Hey, look, and the he captions. has the wings that are Bud Light boxes. I hate this. We need to make this a visual episode because my and God. And the caption says, a la peda y más allá. Makes sense to me. Um, lots of memes lately. The internet is a wonderful place and maybe someday soon you'll get to visualize an episode with us. Um, but we're going to keep moving cause we have a great interview, um, later on in the show. Well, some it's a mess, but it's entertaining at minimum. I think, um, I know actually last episode we brought in our dear friends to discuss some important language and terminology surrounding queerness so i want to say thank you again to shanice and faz for joining us for an important conversation um for episode 59 and today 
we brought in some near and dear friends, family to us who put this idea in my head to interview us. They were like, who's going to interview y'all? We want to know about y'all. And I was like, oh, shit. And it finally happened. And I thought it was a good time because we just celebrated our two year anniversary in real life via a party. It had passed a couple months ago, but we still made it happen. And so a little bit later, you'll get to learn a lot more than I anticipated about yeah. us, both good and great. Um, yeah, so that was fun. We'll, what'd you think about our interview? It was fun. <laughs> but? Um, it was fun. It was fun. It was a, yeah, it was a it was good fun. time. Yeah. My sister Susie and my coworker Sergio um, interviewed us. So you will hear that later as your host became your guest so that was entertaining but um let's jump into the juice now el juguito the juice where we cover the latest gossip on pop culture politics news and more and this neck of the woods like rafa said so i i don't i feel like i don't have too much i don't have too much to say that's not already been said um in reference to undocumented people, migration, the border, all these issues that um, aren't going away because they they were never properly... I mean, I don't know. This shit's fucked. <laughs> um, I just want to say I'm, I luckily did not see this disturbing image I heard so much about. And so I, I apologize for triggering... Um, anyone because this is a very 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 sensitive <clears throat> subject to um, to undocumented communities and families and people that come from these backgrounds especially Central American people um, El Salvador specifically in this instance um, but I, I just I do want to touch on the fact that it should not take trauma porn for us to get sympathy we should not have to see our people or people like us um, dead to humanize them or to give any kind of love or sympathy or understanding. You don't need a reason for anything to treat people with dignity and respect and love. And um, I, I really don't have a lot to say anymore. Like I obviously care deeply about these issues. This is one of the biggest, most important issues um, to me. And I fight for this. Um, daily however white supremacy was built this way and i know we laugh because i say that every time but but i am grateful for this conversation and narrative around the system is not broken it's working exactly as it was intended to in reference to all these different systems that were built the way they were because they were built to cater to um the people it wants to and it is doing that and so it should not take seeing dead bodies to sympathize or suffering to sympathize um black and brown people um so i'm sending love and power to everyone who feels affected by this um predominantly um those that are there and we're living in the state of texas where it's all happening which is what makes it that much more um terrifying you got anything to add I, there I, I i get so angry um because I feel like people do need to see it, and I understand that it's very di- and 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 I know and I know it's very difficult and 
And I feel, you know, from personal experience in terms of the things that I've encountered in my life, I feel like um, I've seen some things that people should probably never see in their lifetime. But when it comes to something like this, uh, like I feel that people need to understand and, and a lot of the times the people that are in charge and the people that make these decisions or that push for something don't really understand the situation. Um, and if anything, if it takes being able to have a conversation where there is understanding, um, like, yes, the idea of doing something like this for humanization of, of a subject um, shouldn't be needed. Yeah, it, it should... These images should not be needed. They, they should shouldn't. not be necessary. <clears throat> and that's why it's like to those affected by murder of black and brown people, of indigenous people, of queer people, of all these people that live in these intersections that are constantly pushed down and kicked down already. Like we don't need to see that. And so right. that like I, I that's what we're speaking on behalf right. of. Right. We don't need to see but it. But the reality is, is like. This is what's happening. That's how whiteness works, though, I think. Right. Because right? it doesn't sympathize unless, oh, we're not going to donate to this organization until we see these poor kids looking poor. And right. so it's it's a fucking toxic ass um, way of being, especially here, not even just in America, but worldwide. We love seeing this like ho like just the horridness. And so. Right. I think I get where you're coming from, but it, it should not be that way. It, should it shouldn't not be that. There's we a lot have of to things see it to sympathize. Right. There shouldn't. There's there's a lot of things that and shouldn't so we need be. To be mindful of how we share that. out. No. Right. I didn't share it. I'm not out here showing it to people. But when I encountered that photo, I understood and I knew the, the the people behind documenting that and understanding that this is a part of the story that people will be detached from because to them it's a fantasy. It's like, okay, well, this is my land. This is how I protect it. I keep these bad people out, but that's not the case. And people are so detached from the reality of it that they don't understand what's going on. This is a family. This was a guy and his, his child. Mm. And when you don't understand that because you're so detached and self-absorbed with the idea of being a fucking American that you fail to realize that these are human beings then yeah something is fucked up something is wrong with you that canadian was 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 fired from the cartoonist was fired from their job because they brought that to light in a way where donald trump's golf cart is next to them saying hey do you mind if i play through but in reality there is people out here in this country with that state of mind like if you die crossing the border and my golf course is on that land where you died, I need you to move out the way so I can keep on finishing my game. And that's the fucked up part. And that's the conversation that people are scared to have because they're so protected by this blanket of constitution bullshit that they think that they have protecting them that's not true. Yeah. And, and these people, they're not coming here to take your jobs. They're not coming here to become criminals. They're not coming here to take away anything from you. They're coming here to better themselves. And if for a split second you see an image that might change your mind and change their narrative so that you understand that it's not what you think it is and it's something a little more serious than protecting your fucking rights, then yes, I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean, I get where you're coming from. I feel like that's not where those people are still and they won't be. They are where they want to be. And so that's where it's like, what's the use in sharing this? But like, it's so complex and then not at all at the same time. Um, 
and that's what makes it the most heartbreaking i will say that like if you're a white person trying to do stuff like your money is probably the best place to do things or to put things and to talk to white people because i told some people the other day like go talk to white people because we don't want to do that anymore like that's exhausting work for people of color to do and so if you want to be an ally or an accomplice and do things that make a difference like go talk to these people go talk to your grandparents that donate and contribute to these fucking horrible policies and change the world in that way because i promise you there's already people of color doing the work and they need the funding and you can go talk to white people because (sighs) it's hard out here and it's terrifying which leads me to my next topic briefly um the presidential debates i don't know if you saw them rafa i only saw the second one which had bernie and uh harris vi and... un poquito de los uh <laughs> como se dice in espanol wow that's like italian um i like to call it a shit show it looked like a shit show to me like it was just comical like and and that's the thing that like nobody's targeting capitalism nobody's targeting white supremacy in the ways they need to right it's still from a very cookie cutter way even bernie who's who definitely is kind of going after capitalism to some degree um i still feel like he's not good on race and for me race is my one of my biggest forefronting issues right it impacts a lot and america's never confronted its issue with race and then when it starts discussing race then you bring in someone like harris who is leading the discussion in that but also predominantly affected a lot of black brown people in oakland so it's like how the fuck do we do this like how are we having this conversation but not having any accountability and so that's why a lot of people don't trust politicians and a lot of people don't want to get involved in this shit even though our lives are literally on the line um so i don't know did you see it Rafa? any of the debates? i didn't i saw i, I mean i like saw li- i saw clips and highlights apparently and... um beto spoke spanish i'm over beto like yeah. he didn't need to run we didn't need you in there boo um he ran like if if you need a 5k run <laughs> a race yeah like i'll let your boy um yeah i don't know i don't ugh, it's just so exhausting it's comical i think it's um I saw an interesting article that said this is why 45 will win in 2020. I hate that. But and I hate I, that that narrative keeps moving too because I'm also like, calm down. And I hate that Don't feed because the too much. I hate that I'll be here in 2020 thinking, fuck. Because the people that, and, and not to say that standing against 45 should be a political platform to run on at all because. <laughs> Marianne Wilson Williamson. Like literally, if if it's you're love, love will cure us all. I don't see color. That's basically oh, what she said. If 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 it's like one of those things where the the main like goal is to get forty five out of the White House, then we've already lost. Right. Because whether or not he's in the White House, the things that he has done have already like come into fruition and and absolutely like he is the mon- the monster they raise right like he is a byproduct completely of what america quote-unquote stands for and that is what he represents right. to me and so like we need to understand that and get more in depth and so like i appreciate some of castro's things because i think jerry was the one who told us that he has a like a black uh woman like main staffer or something but even then, and so some of his policies appeal to me like for real right. which i and didn't I expect all, him to 
But ultimately, all of it I take with a grain of salt. It's political theater. Exactly. It's it's, liter- it's just political theater. And that's why when I saw that article about why 45 will win in 2020, it pissed me off because I was like, fuck, outside of like whatever bullshit decision making process he has or you know, what his principles are, he has something that all of these people vying for the seat to or, or the, the the position to remove him from the White House, like it's still very carefully formulated mm-hmm. and he doesn't give a fuck. And there's a majority of people in this country that will rally behind that because they don't care what he says. He could literally say that the sky is red, but he'll say it with the kind of conviction that is unmatched by anyone on the left that he'll fucking convince enough people that right. but because he has this male privilege this white privilege right, this wealth fucking, like just yeah. wealth just everything that the american dream says that you need and want like they run with it and they love it and it is it is i really still feel like we're living in a Ugh. fucking movie um because this is really insane and everything has kind of gone down the shitter and we've been saying this for over two years now um, so I really don't care to spend too much more time on that. We can keep moving from there into some wild news that really was weird. And it, I honestly, like, I don't mean to say the world is ending, but it really feels like it with all the Dallas shit. And then apparently in Guadalajara, there was a freak hailstorm. Oh, Yikes, is that how I sounded? No, remember the news anchor that mispronounced it on Fox News? No, I didn't see that. In the Mexican town of Guadalajara. Bruh, that song in the Flocorico dance used to go hard in GP. We would be waiting for that song to hit the stage. Um, Apparently, this article says three inch, three feet. I saw somewhere else there it said five feet where it was covering up to half of the vehicles. A hailstorm in Guadalajara in the middle of summer. What the fuck? I literally don't understand anything at all. It's like the climate is changing. No, I don't believe in that. No? (laughs) Weird. I know. Um, So, yeah, I think this is... This, these are all signs. These are all signs that things are happening and we ignore them or we don't. And we fix them or we don't. Um... It's pretty crazy. The pictures are crazy. I it's honestly unreal and um yeah. There's there's that situation which I am going to give Rafa our next category. Category or article? Category is sports. Thank you, Pat. Corey Coco go off. B, just kidding. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, so I just said go off. Golf. Go off, golf. I don't know. 15-year-old phenom beat Venus Williams. Um, Icon versus icon. Icon versus icon. I really like what she said. When she won, they shook hands, obviously, but she said some... I don't know if it's in this article. Isn't she like 19? She's like 15. 15. Jesus. She's a teen, like a baby teen. Oh, there it is. When When we shook hands, she told me congratulations and to keep going and good luck. Coco said, I said, thank you for everything you've done. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for oh, you. Oh, I would have lost my shit. Yeah. I would have broken down. That's so beautiful. Like, that's so dope. Black girl magic, for yep. real. The Coco loves Coco. We do. We, we support do. you, queen. Go ahead. Move forward. Pat, you have to get the next one. You are the queen of this. Tell us, girl. <laughs> We're going to the final in the World Cup. We're going to win it. 
Okay. By the I'm time this comes here. out, we'll probably have one. No, game's on Sunday. Yeah. So we'll find the out actual who we final play tomorrow match. Um, on it's Wednesday. gonna be between Sweden and the Netherlands tomorrow at two. So depending who wins that is who we will be playing on Sunday. Shout out to Alex Morgan going off on her birthday. Shout out to Megan Rapino going off on the last game. Shout out to Carly. Like everybody's going off. Y'all need to like pay them their dues. They are literally selling like selling the, the highest amount of like jerseys, I believe, for yes, like of any all of all time. Jerseys. Right. Yes. That's what I read. Um, They like had the highest ticket purchases for their like a, for viewers for a sporting event. Like, I think they're right under the, like, NBA Finals last game. And they're also the most successful women's football or soccer uh, international team ever. Mm-hmm. So mistaken. if they win this um, World Cup, this will be the only first ever team in the World Cup to win back-to-back three World Cups. Um, so I'm ready for that war- fourth star. Back-to-back-to-back. I think it's amazing, and I think Rafa mentioned something earlier about her sipping. Was it was it Alex sipping the tea? Or Alex whatever? Morgan, Morgan, yeah. yeah. Um, and how everybody was like saying that they're arrogant and stuff. Yeah. And so I just want to point out that, like, as women that are kicking ass, as women in general, if you have any ounce of confidence, someone's gonna think you're terrible or bad for it yeah. because we're not supposed to be confident. We're not supposed to live our own lives. We're not supposed to do anything outside of what the patriarchy wants us to do. And so I tip my hat off to. That whole team, even though I'm not a soccer bitch. They're not I going to the fucking White House. Yeah. Happily and loudly. And Megan Rapinoe has been a Black Lives Matter supporter and took yeah. a knee and people yep. were pissed. She was the that, first, that's she a was white the first, accomplice. First for real. one. First one she to do was, that. Yeah. I remember that. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've always loved her stuff. So I'm really happy with everything they're doing. It, all the comments about Alex Morgan sipping the tea are hilarious. Though. They're like, because England is really pissed off. They're like, oh, she shouldn't have done that well. You should have won. Because oh, <laughs> England's like always been considered like the highest of, of the best. In well, yeah, they are so. football bitches. Well, yeah, Pierce Morgan was talking shit online. Yeah, too, he, was he was saying, like, shit. Oh, he can go to hell. And he, he was so talking annoying. shit about Megan Rapinoe. He talks shit were... about anybody, especially women. So he can yeah. go to hell. Um, he probably actually is lives so, yeah, there already. Y'all come find me. We celebrate together on Sunday. Yes, that is amazing, amazing stuff. So of Lord's course Day. we are. We're leaning That's a little more. All right. Thanks. Are you guys? My done? dark lord. Yeah. <laughs> On the Lord's day. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why y'all need me. Um, need meat. You might shit. What? In a, I'll call Sergio. Um. <laughs> I thought you said Sergio. Now we stand up for the national anthem. <laughs> the real national anthem. Nuck, if you buck, turned fifteen years old. <clears throat> recently and i just wanted to talk about this for a minute because it's so fascinating to me how music works specifically black music specifically hip-hop um and how the culture transforms things and like from the time i was a kid i remember this song coming out right and it was like very very southern and i just really fucking appreciate it and it's still like i love it's like selena like i love seeing something that like i kind of grew up on but i wasn't adult enough to like really experience and then now i kind of do in a different way and see it blow up um or re-blow up because it blew up back then and now it like almost do you think it like re-blew up or it stayed steady okay so i think it's like that's what happens when like the people who grew up on it like 
are grown. Yeah. I don't know. At least that's my theory with like Selena or Nuck If You Buck or these different things that like we grew up on and then like we still love and appreciate because it's nostalgia for us. Yeah. And so I listened to an episode. Shout out to uh, Mariah for sh- sending it my way. It's of the nod. And they did an episode on the history of Nuck If You Buck last year. Um, it's really interesting. They talked to Diamond. Uh, they talked to their old manager. They talked to crime mob in general and get more of the story about how it came to be and how they just made it like in their mom's room. And like, it's just fucking fascinating, um, to hear the story of this fucking iconic song. Cause it's, it's that and so much more. And I remember Susie saying like when it came on, people used to fight in the club. We should have asked her that, um, at DMX, but like, now people don't, I haven't seen many fights with Nuck If You Buck in adulthood, mm. but like that's really what was happening. And they talk all about that because it's all about fucking fighting and it's yeah. amazing. And their bars go so hard. The ladies lines are my favorite, like hands I down. I think those are everyone's favorite. <sighs> I'm so glad. Osama yeah. Bin Laden, like come on. And Osama Bin Laden. It's so good. It's so good. I'm just so grateful for this song and I probably should not stand as hard as I do, but I do. Rafa, do you have more feelings about Nuck If You Buck? No, it's always li- when when we drop it, it's always super lit and the crowd goes crazy, so. It's amazing. It, yeah. Happy it, 15th. Happy it's your quinceanera. quinceanera. Yeah. I'll give you back. When Chayanne, do a remix. Betcha won't do it. Um, Tiempo and, de balcino. Tiempo para no give you back. Um, and then finally, um, this sweet 20 year old Old Town Road rapper icon. I'm calling him an icon already because. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. I don't follow him, but his shit is so funny. It stays like I just don't, running but through enough, my... enough people that I follow like his tweets so that I so I see them all the time. So on the last day of Pride, June 31st, 30th. Wow. Is there not an extra days. day? That's I'm why so they get mad that, that. that there's only 30 days. I'm Pride. so bad at remembering which months don't have as many days. Um, Sorry. That's my secret. Um, He was like he basically released a song and it had like rainbows and he's like, I thought I made it obvious. Um, kind of discussing his queerness, which I thought was a great follow up to our last episode because then people of course ran with it. And some people got really ugly and hateful because they were like, he's gay. What? Like really angry. I guess I didn't see any of that on my feed, but I know it exists because Trump is president. Yeah. Um, However, he also continued the conversation by saying like, okay, I'm gay, but I'm also like, not just that. And so I appreciate that. Um, because that's all we were discussing. That's all a lot of people are. And we're continuing this conversation and he holds such a prominent area on a main stage right now. And he's advancing us forward in that way to continue these conversations by basically saying like, I like who I like sort of thing. And I just really appreciate Lil Nas X and he has done nothing wrong in my eyes. Like I know we're human. We're flawed. We'll make mistakes, but I really appreciate, um, everything he is, everything he represents. I'm happy for him. And he's even been laughing at like the fucking videos people make. Cause some people will be trying too hard with the changing, which is also a conversation. I have a lot of thoughts right now. Yeah. 
how people want to like transform what a song means now that he's like expressed oh, his yeah, sexuality and it's like you don't have to do that like that's he was not like, it's always literally about horses yeah it's like yeah. it's not always connected to that and so i appreciate that as well and also seeing how because someone says something we try to do that for them and we don't need to do that just like how he said I, just because i said i get i'm gay doesn't mean i'm straight and i was like all the bi yeah, community yeah, that's was like he oh said. my god of course which is what i was just mentioning um but that's exactly how we should be allowed to be, which is free and like just expressing ourselves. Um, so I know Rafa, you're a big fan of Lil Nas X and you've been bringing him up, um, the past few episodes. So I just think this is so fun. I'm so excited for him and I can't wait to see. And he dropped like a project with other songs. I haven't listened. I have not either. I've heard it's pretty good. I'll have to give it a listen. Same. Um, but we're happy for you, Lil Nas X, and all the other Lil Nas X's of the world. And um, true, you know, a, a black queer, a black queer man ran Pride, y'all. God go, bless. I'm, I gotta go find me some Wranglers, bro. Get them Wranglers. Get the get the everything. Just uh, I have nothing but good feelings for Lil Nas X. And um, thank you for sharing your journey with us, young lad. And we are wrapping up the juice with that and jumping into. One fun, messy interview with Susie and Sergio Garcia, dear friends of The Colores Radio. So enjoy our interview. The, the, the Colores Radio. I'm going to pass it over <laughs> to some um, of our dear friends, Sergio Antonio Garcia Jinx. and Susana Arreguin Escalante. Shout out wow. to everybody listening. Hello. Um, I'm going Susie, to Susie, hand... you are not talking anything like you were on your sound check. <laughs> <checks. laughs> awesome. She's all prim and proper now. Listen, I'm living my dream right now, Eva. Tell us why. Reagan Era hand... is in the house. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and we're going to take over. So I'm going to remind everybody that's... If you check the 30 and up box, this is your episode. I'm oh here for you. God. Some of us check the 45 and up box. Okay, oh, good. 44. We You're not even yeah, 45. We don't like that number, though. No? We don't like 45 we around don't here. Like that number. 44. 44. So I'm just going to briefly say that a few months ago, I think it was Sergio that asked me, like, when are we going to interview you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? That sounds like chaos. I never even thought of that. We went the and juice. then Susie had been asking me. We I always talk about juice. Susie. This is my sister, Susie, who's older than Pat. She's the second in the Arreguin line. And second in the Arreguin line. Like, like it's a dynasty. So like like it's like who? Las Reinas. <laughs> um, so I'm passing the mic over to both Susie and Sergio to interview us <clears throat> today. Rafa and Oprah, Eva. Winfrey and Gail King. We are here. Oh and you work with Sergio, just so people get a little I bit do. of a yes. Tell us about yourselves and then it's all yours. Okay, well, I am second in the Arreguin line of four, like <laughs> Eva said. I am 11 years older than Eva, six years older than Pat. Um, wow, okay, can we edit that? Because <laughs> Why? Well, you don't want your, your age on no, there? No, 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 just kidding. I'm kidding, guys. Um, <laughs> listen, I grew up, like we grew Adam. up in Grand Prairie. I like... Grand Prairie. Grand Prairie, on está la pulga? But now I um, have keep your mouth kids. on the mic. <laughs> oh my bad! Do not turn unless not. you have to. I keep getting in trouble, guys. I always keep my you... mouth 
where it oh needs to be. Oh my God, this is going to so, be stop. the we worst. We have kids listening. You need to oh, keep that in mind. We have kids listening. Ever. <laughs> we have I'll make kids it listening. short, guys. Okay, listen. Especially I, when it's this um, big and thick in front okay, of me. Okay, I'll send you. Beware. Yo, I need new batteries for my sound effect machine. It's broken. <laughs> no. Just for your sound effects machine? Oh my god. Okay, go ahead, Susie. I grew up in Grand Prairie, as Eva did, and back in my day we didn't You did have... not grow up in Grand well, Prairie. I, no, I lived in Oak Cliff for a little. We lived in Oak Cliff for a while, and then we moved to Grand Prairie, but we were always in Oak Cliff for everything, because everybody lived here, and then... Um, uh, you know, y'all were talking about the DMX <coughs> episode. That was back in my day. <laughs> I knew who Little Brownie was when Rafa was giving a <laughs> shout out. I, I felt like so, I was like, I knew oh. who Ernest the Doorman was. Thank you. Ernest I was so doorman. mad. I was like, how does nobody know I Little Brownie? I knew Bra- about Whip Brown- It Sundays. Ooh. You probably invented it. No. DMX days were wild. DMX days were wild. Um, I've toned down my DMX days because I have three little boys. Hey. How was the reunion, though? She oh. took her cane. I took my cane and my kids and my husband. So yeah, I'm married now with three kids. It's fun, but I love what y'all are doing for the community. So thank you for giving us the opportunity to interview you guys. Aww. It's gonna be fun. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, yes, and I'm Sergio. So I grew up in Harlingen, Texas, South Texas, nine five six. I came up to Dallas to go to school at University of North Texas to get my degree in music. <laughs> so I'm surrounded by UNTers. UNT Eagles. You used to be I went to Mountain View and hey, didn't hey, finish because hey. I, I wanted to keep going to DMX on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. We all I'm... have our own paths in life. Yes, okay? we do. Okay. Wow. But I got my, uh, my degree in music at UNT and then I've been living up in Dallas ever or in the Dallas area pretty much my entire adult life been an actor and a performer in the Dallas area for about 16 <clears throat> plus years um and I'm super excited to be here on the Colores a lot of the things um that y'all do for the community and that y'all talk about are things that like I never really heard of when I grew up because like these types of platforms weren't around. Right. And so it's it's super amazing for me, for somebody who grew up in a time where these types of voices weren't being recognized or weren't being heard. Um, and now that are just readily available at the click of a button or the, here, here. you know, yeah. something just it's so easily, easily accessible. But of course, you've got to get the word out. Right. right. Um, and when I met Eva, she was the one who introduced me obviously she told me about the colores and then hearing all the things that you all do where'd you meet me i met you at work (laughs) (laughs) and um we did not become instant friends (laughs) that makes it sound like yeah it sounds like there was a confrontation we had a dance battle well, went down at the coffee machine. Um, I don't get coffee. She doesn't so. get coffee. <laughs> they fought over the last green tea. They were like, no, it's mine. <laughs> no, I mean, Eva was working in a different department than I was before she came to work um, in the same department that we are, which is in the systems of the organization that we work for. So um, ever since then, it's been love at first sight. They're like husband and work husband and wife. <laughs> She's my work wife. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't put out. Uh, and Rafa's her side piece. Damn. Ooh. That's mean. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate the title of side piece. Well, it's no. not no. new for you. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I would love to be a side piece. I mean, geez. None of the commitment. All of the jewelry. What what does that mean? You said a word that I don't understand. What commitment means? What is that? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. So the show is all yours now. Take it away, Johnny Canales. Oh, Johnny Canales. So um, we are here to interview Rafa and Eva. Rafa retweet. Uh, Rafa retweet. So. Rafa yeah. is a native That's of good. Dallas. Yes, Dallas, Texas. Rafael Tamayo has served um, as the manager of the Oak Cliff Cultural Center since 2011. He is a professional actor, MC, poet, playwright, and entrepreneur. He has been an integral part of the Texas arts community for over two decades, where he has launched several projects and collaboration. A co founder of the Colores Collective. Kickspo sneaker and streetwear, and now defunct revolutionary pants. <laughs> Can I get into those pants? <laughs> Rafa? It ain't free. It ain't free? Yeah, it ain't free. I know you're a queen. I got a dollar in my pocket right now. I'm going to add tax. Dollar fifty. I'm, okay, now you talk. 75 cents. <laughs> wow, Rafa. We're so excited to interview you. And next, I'm going to... Um, Interview Eva, right? Yes. I'm, not, I'm new at this, guys. Work with me. Eva Regin is a Texas native and proud daughter of Mexican... Ooh, I should have brought my glasses. This is I how know. you know I checked the, over the 35 <laughs> you have to ha- you have to. You have to have the large print I right here. large print. <laughs> he do have the you large print. You have to have the large print. That's God. what I do. Eva Regin is a... Let me start over. Yo, Eva I can hook it up to a projector a, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Susie. <laughs> I need the projector. Okay. Here we go again. Eva Arreguin is a Grand Prairie, Texas native and proud daughter of Mexican immigrants. In 2016, Eva graduated from the University of North Texas in Denton with a bachelor's in radio, TV, and film and a minor in Mexican-American studies, period. Chicana. (laughs) She is one of the founders of De Colores Creative. (laughs) What's De Colores Creative? I've never heard of that. Our number one fan is nervous right now, y'all. <laughs> or drunk or can't read. I don't know. All of the above? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she is one of the founders of Decolores Collective. The creative also serves as the host of Decolores Radio, which has been featured on Latina.com. Autostraddle? What is this? Autostraddle. <laughs> Shout out my queer Why do I feel like I should have taken that. this one? Yeah. <laughs> HipLatina.com, BuzzFeed, The Dallas Observer, <clears throat> The Dallas Morning News. Through Decolores Radio, she aims at growing and learning with her community as they tackle news and popular culture with a fun, conscious vibe. Eva has worked in education, marketing, editing, photography, videography, producing, writing, and many other things. Her work focuses on uplifting people of color in the community, representation, equality, social justice, body positivity, self-love, and mental health. She hopes to inspire women of color to follow their dreams, which you do. Thank, Thank you, you so for inspiring much. me. Sorry I butchered <laughs> your Yeah, I'm like, who is this person? That, Susie the Butcher. That sounds gangster, though. That does sound gangster. That sounds gangster. So, <clears throat> tell us a little bit about yourself, Eva. How was it growing <laughs> up as fuck? a Grand Prairie, Texas native? Oh, shit. 
Um, hi. Uh, this is weird, actually. It is weird. Oh, have the turns have tabled. <laughs> the turns have tabled? Um, okay, what do you want to know? I feel like you know everything. Well, I mean, no, but like, listen, okay, here's the deal. I'm your sister. I'm also Pat's sister. Love you, Library Bay. <laughs> she didn't want to give me her bio, but let me tell you a little bit about tell Pat. Tell us about Pat. Tell us. Look, I'm sorry. When Again, I was your, about 11 years old, team. I let Pat's cat outside and it got... <laughs> Why is oh, this the story that you're telling? Oh, the oh my God. Please share this. <laughs> it's family <laughs> trauma. Uh, when she was 11, Pat you let Pat's cat, cat out? Pat Patitas, right? She Pat had, had a cat named Patitas? Yeah. This is like a fucking Dr. Seuss book. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I hated that cat. I'm sorry, cat Pat lovers. Pat had a cat named Patitas. Spoiler alert, I don't Wait. like cats. Okay. And when she the doesn't cat, like animals, I, really. Sorry, Pita. Don't come after me. <laughs> <laughs> I never wanted to be in the living room when the cat was in the living room because I hated it. And there was something really good on TV. I don't remember what it was. It was something going on in the living room. It was on in the sala. And I was like, this cat is going outside. And I let him out. Rest in peace, Patitas, because he never came back in. Oh, Patitas is living his best life. Mind you, our neighbor went and showed me where the blood stain was. Wow. Oh, the neighbor showed the and blood the stain. blood stain stayed there for like ten years. It was serious. Ten years. <laughs> it, like so it got ran over or eaten up. It got ran over. It got oh, ran over. I was gonna say Pat's got tita, patitas got eaten by ratitas. Oh, okay. Probably. The rest of Pat's bio is she has the cutest little hands you ever did see. <laughs> Next, y'all need a picture of Pat's hands. Pat's hands have been the same since Girl, she you was better, in kindergarten. We're gonna charge money for that. Don't just be handing out free pics. But I, okay. So my point is, aside from being y'all's older sister, I am really uh, proud of what y'all are doing. So I'm here to interview you, and I, I'm here as a listener today. So we want to know about your childhood growing up in Grand Prairie, and we want to know about Rafa retweet. Tamayo. 214 Tamayo. Yo, I was really nervous, but this interview's already lit as fuck. <laughs> Poor Patitas. I'm sad. Sorry, Were you around with Patitas or no? No, this is like a story I've heard my whole life and I've never Poor I was patitas. not alive for oh. it. Take pa- the mic. Patitas literally would walk me to pre-K. I'm not even kidding. This, a cat. A, a cat, cat would walk you yes. my mom to would, pre-K? My, yes. My mom you walked to pre-K? This is my, like it a was, creature it was, I've heard about my whole st- life. It was down the street from the house, so my mom would walk. That's some hood the shit. You're like, and, and, you walked to pre-K. What you mean? And re- in our recess, <laughs> my mom would come and hang Did out and bring mo- patitas. Hear her mom. Gatitas, yeah. Yeah. Patitas, Vete. too. <laughs> you forgot her lunch, patitas. Take her her lunch. Jumped on the couch. Oh my oh, god! I'm sorry. Okay. Take a drink for patitas. He had one everyone. different paw. Patitas <laughs> had one different paw. Same. Oh my god! That's what. It had a white sock. It had a white sock. One sock. Not two. Oh my god! No. We should have called this him is patita. Real. Patita. Yeah. We called Singular. Him patita. Yeah. This is true. real. This is actually like that's, was that's, real life. Listen, that's the best bio. <laughs> Pat is a lot more than this dead cat, though. I promise. <laughs> Pat, everybody loves you on the colores. Everybody loves you. You know Pat's this. I mean, that Pat. kind of... Let Pat speak. That, yeah, but that kind of brings up an interesting question because it's like, 
you guys work with each other and your sisters and friends. Like, what's that dynamic and how's that dynamic <clears throat> been? Are you trying to jump into the fire right oh, away? You know, um, <laughs> all the, these past two years, like working together and then keeping that familiar right. relationship. You know, tell us a little bit more about that. And Wow, we were going for it right wow, away. that was a great childhood. And I was like, what happened with the I know, my childhood was, um, whatever. Um, <laughs> no, so... Working with Pat, and Pat, you can take Susie's mic if you'd like, because I'm definitely not trying to make you voiceless by any means. Um, but um, it's been a really interesting learning experience because I guess I'll answer both questions if I can. Um, I was the youngest of four, right? So I grew up like having to shut up a lot mm -hmm. because you're not supposed to be louder than the rest of them and you have to listen a lot. And I basically, any of the mistakes my sisters made, I didn't want to make. And I am a super perfectionist. So like I was just trying to please my mom and make her happy, which I think a lot of us are a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And so I constantly was just trying to like improve myself. Um, and Pat, um, there's a lot of, we, we do have a lot of family issues that happened. And so like sometimes when I would talk about, like when people would ask me like, how's your childhood? I'm like, it was good. But also there was so much shit going on all the time that like, mm -hmm. I don't even feel like I, I, damn this is sad i don't feel like i had a lot of like child. really child like experiences mm -hmm. like i yeah. did but i grew up fast, fast. as hell yeah. like i was the youngest of four and they were the closest in age was six years older than me and so like you try to catch up yes i was constantly your age for and sure. so you're like hey let me keep up with the older one and the older one <laughs> damn so. it i'm already crying <laughs> <laughs> no but wow really. oprah winfrey has done her job yeah. that's really what it was like though is that i was constantly trying to keep up with mm -hmm. my siblings and like i didn't i always felt left out a lot and like just like misunderstood but I ended up like being able to bond with each of my sisters and yeah. my mom in mm -hmm. different ways. And so like me and Pat spent a lot of time alone at home. And so we watched a lot of movies together. And so we always had a really close bond and Pat was kind of opposite in, of me. And you can again, speak for yourself, but she was very shy, very introverted and I was extroverted. So we like balanced each other out because when she couldn't speak, I would, or I always felt like I had to defend both of us or like, um, really stand up for myself. Cause I would, I was always, I was a chubby ass kids so like i definitely had some um experiences and i used humor to cope mm -hmm. so i used that all the time and so as we grew up we had completely different um dynamic beings as individuals and she moved away to austin and came back after five years and so we had to learn to reconnect in college because mm -hmm. um, she started going to college after I was at UNT. Thanks, Tara, thank uh, you. you don't have to credit me. Well, you did you, that. You, you recommended me to go back to school. Otherwise, I probably would have been at the city of Austin still saving animals Shout and going to shows. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it was a learn relearning experience of my sister as an adult because she was gone for like my teenage years. And then we re-met again, basically, in college. And we we're still always really close, um, or fairly close. And then through the colores, like, working with your family is fucking hard. Mm -hmm. Like, it is not easy. I think people don't see that. And I, we'll let Rafa chime in, because he has to kind of balance out working with two sisters, right? And right. he grew up with brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so, right? But, like, if you're a listener, and you're like, man, look at their photos, and they're always having fun, like, you... You just think the dynamic is great. And, right. And so I mean, <clears throat> and for the most part it is, but I tell people all the time, like, 
I'm going to keep it real with you. It's hard as hell working with my sister because she's a lot different than I am. Mm-hmm. And we really, um, like, even though we had similar childhoods, and even with you, Susie, like, we all are very different yeah. and lived very different lives. And I've yeah. been having to tell my mom that because I'm like, her experience is going to be different than mine exactly. as a child, yeah. even if we were going through the same thing. Because, like, I have, I have three siblings and, like, we try to recount some of our childhood experiences and it's all so different like i i felt it some way or perceived it one way my brothers perceived it another way my sister perceived it another way and so that's really interesting that you say that because i think that's just part of what being a family is and like i mean before eva was born i was predominantly like hanging out and doing stuff by myself like i would go catch bugs or like <laughs> bring house. animals inside the house Peta, or like we play video games so i was like until eva came around like i was only doing stuff by myself mm. so then i learned to be more social because of her and like then also like wow, get into entertainment me. and like do stuff <laughs> you well, were no, because, dmx well no you you and anita were like really bonded and close yeah. when we were little so i like I was kind of like the odd one because I would do like old, like like I said, catch animals and do stuff in the backyard. And walk build, patitas outside and somehow. Build, build forts in the backyard. Get so walked like, by patitas. <laughs> Get walked by patitas. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like it was all very different. So like us <laughs> growing up and like about obviously we were we were we are very close. We still are close, but like our childhood, we did everything together because a lot of times we were alone. Um, and then obviously like coming back as an adult and then working together. Our it's mom was a single mom. She had her own business, still does. Go shop at Mika'sDrapeBreeze.com or something. Draped have a up and dripped out. What's up? But really it's like we, we were, um, we were at home alone watching <clears throat> movies and shit. So like we spent a lot of time alone. And so it's a good movie. Meals, making up our own snacks. Yeah. Making our own so food and was everything. your childhood similar or how was it different? absolutely not <laughs> uh, my i mean my my both of my parents had multiple jobs but mm-hmm. my parents was like home base for all of the family that was coming over from mexico mm, yeah. so we were always being taken care of by tias or tios mm-hmm. and then my mom made it a point like i never spent the night none of my brothers ever spent the yeah. night at anybody else's house mm-hmm. we always had dinner we we all we went to church every single sunday and she made sure that regardless of how much we fought and kicked and screamed, that we spent a lot of time together. And to this day, my mom says, you know, all y'all have is each other. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I love my brother, my brothers, and, you know, I love my sister-in-law and my, my nephews. But my mom would always stress, like, you only have your brothers. And she's Where like... Where are you in the <clears throat> sibling line? So I was third. Third. Yeah. Yeah, third. <laughs> but... Like, as much as I love, like, my brothers, I would never work with them. I've worked with them before, mm-hmm. and um, I just know that it's better for me. It's better for them. I would never work with them. So how do you, as non-family, feel like balance the dynamic or... Do you just let Pat and Eva do their thing? Or are you like, <laughs> y'all chill? Or, like, how is it working behind the scenes with Decolores? It gets weird at times. Um, because I know, like, I think we, the reason Decolores has been successful and what we've like first envisioned is because for the most part, we have the same, like we're on the same page. Mm -hmm. We understand the need and we're addressing it as best as we can. Mm -hmm. Um, we all have different strengths. And so I think a lot of it is understanding how we can play to those strengths. That's good. And so, you know, and and I'm I'm not saying this because I'm a little bit older, but I'm saying like I've had time to really like kind of get into the groove of 
where I know that I can be of assistance and help. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm one that's always like doing stuff and I won't ask for a lot of help mm-hmm. because I feel like I've figured a lot of things out. But I also know that there's a lot of things that I don't know. And sometimes when I feel like I'm getting in the way of a family dynamic, I try to play like as neutral as I can, knowing that at the end of the day, we're still on the same team. Right. And as much as you know, we might care for each other, Pat and Eva are sisters, and there's something that I can't get in between, yeah. but that there is going to be like a little bit of a headbutting because for as much as they will agree on what Decolores is, they're still two different and completely unique individuals. And so like my job isn't isn't to like mess that up or try to figure it out for one versus the other. It's yeah. ultimately to make sure that this thing of ours, I sound like a mobster, <laughs> this, this, this Decolores thing um, does its job. And, and we, I don't think we've ever lost sight of that, yeah. regardless of how, you know, how much we've. And that's awesome. And, I, and I'm glad <clears throat> y'all were able to talk about that, because when we see, you know, you see everything on social media, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, look at her and her sister. They get along so awesome. And people they have love a running with that. Mm-hmm. Like, and heavy. look at Rafa. Look how well they get along. Like, Rafa can talk about any subject, right? And, like, it doesn't phase him like it might other men Ooh, that Eva girl. is on here saying, men are trash, men are trash, <laughs> right? And so people just really, it's very admir- admirable. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm glad you all talked about that. And since... You know, I keep joking about our age, but I did have one to ask Rafa. You've been in the arts, right? You've mm-hmm. been a part of the arts. You've been dancing, acting, all. How do you think dancing? that's changed in <laughs> Dallas private. Private. in the last, since let's say maybe you were 18 out of high school? Like the how, arts? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I feel like Dallas is growing in yeah. the arts. And, and how do you think from when you were a child? kid teen like very few things bring me greater joy than like even here at work being in summer camp or having like going to shows where like young latino kids are like enjoying theater Mm -hmm. yeah like i remember when i i like loved theater from the beginning and from that time on it was always like you know, you're gay. How are you? Why are you doing theater? Like, what the hell is that? Why are you staying after school? And it's not for sports. And like, no one will ever take that away from me. But I was like, I I feel like at an early age, I understood what, what my passions were and whatever anyone said wasn't going to deter me. Yeah. And so like, it was difficult trying to go through that, like growing up and ultimately following a passion of theater. But I feel like, since it's growing now in Dallas, I'm able to be a part of the equation so that other other children that might mm-hmm. be interested in can actually enjoy it. Yeah. And so like I'll sit in on some of the classes that we have here or I'll go to shows where where young children are loving it. And I'm like, man, that's really dope because like, I know that that wasn't the case 20 or right. 30 years ago. Um, so it's changing for the better. It's nowhere near it could be. Nowhere near where it could be, but um, it's definitely on the on the progressive side and definitely uh, like a lot more work can be done yeah. to, to move it along. Mm-hmm. Um, you had mentioned earlier about like how the three of you are all on the same page with the message that you, that you put out there on the Colores, right? Mm-hmm. So if you didn't have the Colores podcast and this platform of podcast, how do you feel like you would be able to really tell that message in a different platform in a different way if you didn't have the podcast realm to do that Mm. i think i probably would have leaned into my 
I don't know, actually, because I didn't want to lean into myself. And De Colores kind of forced me to mm-hmm. um, because I, I really. Ding. T- Thank you. Ding. On the bottom second, uh, bottom right, second one from the bottom. <laughs> wow. Not that one either, too. Right here. I forgot the question already. Oh, there it is. No, no, no. Okay. And then went over. That was a really good question. Well, yeah. Like, um, how, how do you feel that if not the podcast world? So I probably, I don't know. It's really hard to imagine my life without something similar to it because mm-hmm. I had, I've always been working on something. I've always been leading something since I was in elementary school. I've always been involved in leadership roles and like creating something. Um, and so it's, I've always been the boss. Mm. as Mm. bitch i mean Mm. what uh no but i really was always participating in something and so i would have probably started working with some different organization or something um or created another outlet because Uh i was i was always creating something and so i really it's hard i guess now to kind of separate myself from it and i was gonna say myself at first but i didn't I didn't know people cared that much about what I do or am or believe or whatever until the colores. And so now I'm even doing like a follow me for the day thing that people wanted to see that I wouldn't ever think people would want, but they find it hysterical and are very entertained by it. And I'm like, well, shit, I got uh, stung by three wasps the other day. So the shit does not stop. It's always entertaining over here. Um, But I definitely, I can't imagine myself not getting involved either with like, even just with the cultural center, which is how Rafa and I met. I just came up here and I was like, hey, I like doing things. Let me do things. And so that's pretty much who I am. I just like getting involved with Mm -hmm. stuff that means a lot to me. So it would have probably just been um, extended out to maybe some other organizations and stuff. Rafa, do you have any response to that? Like, how do you feel you would be able to send your message out if it hadn't been for podcasting i feel like i've always so one of the things i've always told myself is the things that i've kind of experienced and i've gone through like i'm very blessed i'm I'm happy to be able to say i was put in a position where i could do the things that i wanted to or that i that i liked mm-hmm. um so that if so i got to a point where i said if i'm able to do any type of work that can make someone like if I can provide, be the agent of change for someone's life for the better, then then I'll be happy. And I can say that I've done that for for a lot of like young people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's my ultimate driving force. My family raised me with this idea to be of service, um, but I was able to explore like my creative side. So it's like a like this merging of two ideals that I put into what what I feel like my job is, regardless mm-hmm. of what that is, whether I'm at work, whether I'm helping someone do some something that they want to do, whether I'm starting like some some event, whether I'm performing in a show, like there's still a lot of branches connected to these these things. Um, but always with like that as the driving force. Um, so if it wasn't a podcast or if it wasn't like art shows, it would have been something mm-hmm. um, because I know I. I and I and, and like I said, because of the time that I've spent like in the arts, I'm able to recognize like real recognize real. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's some real shit. Yeah. And so when I see <laughs> Does that fair? No. Y'all should that did though. <laughs> True. But um like when you meet people and you click with them mm-hmm. and you have this conversation, even if it's nonverbal with these ideas um 
and you click, you immediately go back and forth and it turns into something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Eva and Pat and that conversation turned into what we have now. Mm -hmm. So you guys get really good guests on here. Like I'm always so impressed by the guests you bring in. Um, You've brought people, a lot of Dallas natives, and you brought in Shay Serrano from San Antonio. Um, I know that was a big deal a year ago, right? But like, is there something with any guest you wish you would have asked or it would have gone a different direction? Any juicy details y'all want to tell us we missed that didn't make it? Honestly, I can't think of anything off top just because our episodes are so fucking long that we usually get into everything. And you're usually uh, lit by the end of it or in the middle of it. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, wow. How do you Thank approach you. them? Are you like, hey, we're Decolotus Radio or do they know about you guys? Be on this podcast, bitch. <laughs> That's it. That Ding. Works. So when we first started, it was kind of a little more awkward, right? Because it was yeah. like, hey, um, uh, and Rafa was doing more of the connecting at that point. Um, because he had more of the connections and I was like, had just gotten back from Denton like six months prior. Uh Um, and so I was like, Hey, can you ask so-and-so if they'll be on the show for us? (laughs) And, uh, he would do, he was doing a lot of the asking at the beginning. And then I didn't realize how quick it would be like like just accepted within the community They're generally like yes oh absolutely as mm-hmm. soon as they hear about it they get excited and i actually feel terrible because so many people want to be on it and I, I we don't have the capacity honestly it's not that we don't want people it's really that like we only record every other episode and i like to as cheesy as it sounds i follow my intuition a lot and i follow what's happening in the news a lot you wouldn't do um, flat tummy tea for Girl, <laughs> are you talking about ads for an ad? Like- Although, if you mention Decolores, you do get twenty percent off. So go ahead and order Herbal your flat tummy. <laughs> <laughs> Avon, everything. No, but really, I I try to be very intentional with who I bring on the show, and Mm -hmm. and it's worked out really beautifully in our favor, honestly. So now it's definitely a lot simpler than when we first started. It was kind of awkward and weird because they were like, sure, we'll be on your podcast, whatever. And now it's like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. I want to be on. Thank you. I'm so glad. And then it turns out to be really beautiful. I don't know a lot of tea. I feel bad for some of the first episodes because I wasn't as confident. Um, in my interview skills, um, because I typically was doing a lot of background producing work and now I'm a lot more confident and comfortable, um, with what I'm doing. Um, but I don't know what, do you want to share any tea? You might have the tea. If Shay Serrano came back, I would ask him where my fucking bookmark is. Oh, oh. Uh, he feels some type of way about this. Tell us more. Tell us. Oh, sorry. See, I'm interviewing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I just, I hold on to, gr- I'm, that's the Catholic so side. So what happened? Hold, you ordered involved. a bookmark? Yeah. And you never received it? Right. Somebody at Shay Serrano. And at I did. You did. And I messaged him. And I like asked him and on he Venmo. Had paid him. Is this like a $3 book card yeah. or what? He, Seven. It's not about this, the price. Is this? Because he's rich. It's, it's, the not a, it's not about the price. The interview or after? After. After. Oh. Post. Like six months after. Yeah. Shay, what happened? So Rafa's very salty towards Shay. I mean, now I y'all know. That's reason. definitely the only I secret I think Ooh. we have. Ooh. Yes, yeah. was. So who would you want to bring on? Like high hopes, ideal like the idea, like yeah. I know the last one I said like last year was Meg The Stallion. That was before she blew up because I I want to really focus on yeah. Yeah, yeah the Houston Girl. rapper Meg Stallion. Shut up! I hate you. Oh. 
Megan Stout? Oh, he's fresh. She was on Transformers, right? <laughs> wow, okay. More than meets the eye. Um, oh, that's what I... Okay, yeah. okay. Anyways, I really like focusing on Texas people and Texas uh-huh. artists because there's so much talent here and we really yeah. don't get enough love. And um, so I was trying to focus on that. And then there's this other... She's the queen of Twitter. Her name is Emo Black Thought. Um, <laughs> she's fucking hilarious and amazing. She's Texan? She is Texan. She's from Houston as well. Um, she Why would be do another. Do we have any Houston listeners? At retweet us. How yes. many people, people listen from Houston? Mm-hmm. Uh, we we definitely do. Do y'all keep uh, up with that? Like where? You yeah, have we your can majority? check. I check them out. Um, I can look right now. Well, maybe. Um, and let you know in a little bit. But yeah, we get a lot of Texas love. We get a lot of Cali love. We get some Mexico. We'll get some New York. Um, so I think after we go in a few days, we'll get some more New York love when we spread the word a little more. Um, but a lot of it is Texas and California based love. Um, I don't feel like there's real tea on the guests. No, there is, but we're probably not going to talk about <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. We can't help oh. no, some of no, this no. shit. I don't mean like tea, like, you, you know, that thinking? Yes. But like, I, you know, do you listen to the episode later no. and say, I wish I would have asked. Oh, yes, oh, that yeah, does yeah, happen. Yeah. I'm a All perfectionist, though, so I'm always going to be unhappy. I'm going to tell yeah. y'all, I wish you when you interviewed him, mm-hmm. I wanted you to ask him like he said, your mom knew everybody. Can we have her on? Your mom knew everybody on the Selena cast. She did. She probably won't come on. We've <laughs> talked about it a couple yeah. of times. We, we've mentioned it, but and my mom won't come on. And you met J-Lo and right. the Quintanillas. <laughs> right. Um, did you meet Chris? I did. How was was he involved? He was really nice. As so mo- as much. He was around, um, but he was uh, like he wasn't involved in the sense of like providing, I guess, creative direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom got along really well with a handful of people. Chris was one of them. Oh, yeah. So I want to <clears throat> know, like, here's me reading getting different. She's what was his dynamic with the Quintanillas? Back then, back yeah, then. That's I didn't. Different, I mean, probably. you probably were young. Like, you were I didn't really then. pay that much attention. But I mean, looking back now, like. That's probably one of the reasons my mom got along with him so well, because it wasn't, you know, he wasn't always there when it was like a big Quintanilla family thing. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that he wasn't ever there, but the times that we he was around, like he was accessible and he wasn't like, you know, very vocal about whatever was going on. So my mom was able to take the time when she was sitting, waiting for me to like. Yeah stop working that movie is such an iconic movie and it's so like known around the world and how does that make you feel about what being (laughs) being being in it it, little like how did like have you all talked about like how you got that gig or i think we talked about that was episode 24 someone girl she's only been listening to podcasts for a year all right well episode 24 if y'all want to know the whole story I mean, I was really nervous. I went to I went to a bunch of auditions, and it was crazy because like that was at a point where my mom was like, you know, what's the what's the whole point of all of this? Um, like my brother, Same. my my <laughs> oldest brother Jose took time off of work. My mom took off of work to drive me down to Austin for one sacrifice. of the callbacks. Wow. It was a huge callback. That was yeah. a really I mean, good a huge sacrifice. I really like, enjoyed. Yeah. I, and and back then, like I'm not saying that I was like my family was never we never slept under a bridge. But there were times where just like, two bridges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the struggle. But there was times where like, yeah, like I do remember eating like refried beans on a loaf of bread and some water and like my stomach hurt because I wasn't used to that. Right. Mm. And, and like living. Hard, yeah. Though. Like trying going to like the American Red Cross when our house burned down or whatever, oh, you know, yeah. stuff like 
looking back now, I was like, damn, I, you know, it was, it was a little bit rough for my parents. Mm -hmm. We always had somewhere to stay. Mm -hmm. We always had a, you know, somewhere to sleep and we always had food. But uh, there were times when it was kind of rough. And so during that time when Selena was like, when I was going to the auditions or whatever, like it wasn't like my parents were, you know, they weren't able to just say, oh, well, I'm not going to go to work and I'm going right. to take my son on, on an audition. <laughs> you know, it was like, Especially well, shit. It was a sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there like crying, like telling my mom and my dad, I want to go to mm -hmm. this. And like, you know, they're probably arguing about whether they should take off of work or not, but they do it. Mm -hmm. And my brother had to borrow a car because there was no way in hell they were going to rent him a car. Did mm. you know the role you were <clears throat> going for? Like, yes. did you know? Okay. Yeah. So you knew it was AB. You yeah. had seen him. Yeah. On music or television? I knew of him. I didn't see, I didn't really know like his face as well as I did, you know, Selena, Selena's. Have you talked to AB as an adult? Like, have you seen him now in the last few years? Oh, and like, been, hey, it's, I'm here, little AB. It's been a while. Um, He's come through Dallas a few times. And um, like after the film, every time that he would come through, like he would, he would make it a point to like say what's up. And That's cool. he'd always like every time Cumbia Kings performed, he would like, mm -hmm. they would reach out to my mom and say, hey, y'all have tickets. Y'all cool. can come say mm -hmm. hi. And even some of the Cumbia Kings shows, Abraham and and um and and his mom were there and so it was like a nice little catching up for my mom to be able to talk to them but I mean they were always cool they were always nice yeah we also liked the interview y'all did with his nephew how did that happen how did y'all bring him to 214 Selena oh oh his son. oh his son it's his son I was like yeah. go go I thought you meant Rafa's nephew Selena's nephew yeah, Selena's, Selena's nephew. nephew um that was he had been so we had reached out to him like a while back um but he had worked with el dusty oh y'all's music yeah um but like i had brought dusty up for faded djs before should interview him we'd we, love to we yeah, talked we probably about it could, with him yeah. but he's amazing yeah. no he's good people too but like again it's one of those things where like they're noble enough to understand like the the reason that we do things the importance of and it so, all yeah, yeah and so they they were able to make the connections and Savani we had been talking about like before um, Eva and Pat came on board like we were talking about maybe bringing him up for two one four Selena and it just and never really worked out. Y'all had already brought out. him for Royal Highness, I think. Yeah, because so. I remember that I went to that. Me and Pat went and we were excited. We yeah, were big fans of them. I think Sergio had a really important question for Eva. Oh yeah, I kind of did have an important question. We're uh -huh. kind of we're shifting, doing a little holy bit of shift. shift. Yeah, holy, holy shift. shift. So we'd like to get a little bit of an update for you on Eva on Prison Bay. Oh Jesus, y'all. Um, Do we have any Prison Bay updates? We always have Prison Bay updates. <laughs> um, I spoke with him on Sunday. Wow. Whoa, yeah. Stop. Why are y'all like we? <laughs> <laughs> Did it? Was it like a call? You have a call from no, so Prison Bay. <laughs> I, I actually, it really should. It should do that. But Cue the serial music. <laughs> <laughs> Pat's getting the popcorn. Ooh, I hate y'all. Um, you do not know how to click the sound. <laughs> Um, he his his mother. First time you talked to him? No, we talk oh, on the phone like weekly yeah. almost. Is so you're still talking Bay, to him weekly, Texas? though. Is he from here? He's a Texas yes, he's boy? from El Paso. Mm -hmm. Chukotan. Yeah. Okay. So, 
get, but we need like a juicy update. Okay, what I just about? you have to ask me direct questions. I don't like spilling my tea just like out juice. of nothing. Um, he's some things are looking well for him because some important documentation came out recently that could basically make him be free. Um, because some of the people that were involved in the incident originally kind of like twisted their words later on. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of this can be really critical. And so that documentation they're getting to his lawyer now. So intense. Oh yeah. What's the the incident? Oh my God. I want to know. Are you interviewing me? <laughs> yes. Um, you don't know override. So I guess I can. I guess I can share but his story. He, prison Bay found listens to the colores. Right. He doesn't listen because he's in prison and they don't How did have he hear it well. About you, there. You've said he this he read our article. Okay. He read our article that Obed did about us. Um, Obed Manuel, shout mm-hmm. out. Shout yeah. out. That. That. I also news. enjoyed that interview, and I didn't. Obed, I didn't know you were such a small town boy. Obed is from Dallas Morning News. Why? Prison it? Bay is from El Paso. But there. Oh, that was the NPR guy. Hottie. 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 I'm sorry, you haven't interviewed Obed. We have not, but we will eventually we one will. day. Okay. Um. So basically, I guess that circulated to. Uh, he's in. He's near Corpus. Um, Corpitos. Oh my God, Rafa. I mean Sergio. So he saw our article and he had one of his family members, they run his Facebook account and they messaged me and they were like, y'all are doing amazing work. And he kept messaging me and I was like telling my friends and I said this last episode, I was like, what? Not last episode, but a few episodes ago, I was basically like, how did you find us? Blah, blah, blah. blah. And he's basically told me he's locked up, but he heard about us and he wanted his family members to tell us how inspired he was by what we were doing. So we've kept in touch since we write each other. Um, he writes me more than I write him because I don't make enough time to do it. But I always read them and I always respond. Um, and he tries to call me weekly because I don't have a lot of time. We usually catch up. Um, wow. He's Did I miss sweet. the incident? The incident was a <laughs> murder. Yeah. So that's why he's in. There's so. been a murder. Um, in Savannah. Um, wow. This is a different kind of podcast. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Um, but it's been really interesting, and so that's why, like, and all of that, basically what they were doing was, like, it was a, a fight at a party. Like, to make it very simple and plain, it was a fight at a party, and the guy ends up dead the next day. So because he was involved in the fight, um, and really how I see it now that I understand how fucked up the quote-unquote justice system is. Wow, how many minutes is... are we in? Eva hasn't said that all episode. <laughs> what? Fuck? <laughs> that system is so messed up. Um, no, I know. It's like... It's a ding as well. Um, A different kind of ding. Um, But really... Oh, that's a ding. Jesus. Um, It's just been really interesting, right? Or even watching When They See Us and seeing how, like, Mm. crooked this shit is. And then, like, hearing this guy who's literally the most positive person I've ever talked to. Like, so, so sweet. So loving. And not... Send you pictures. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Sergio. Um... (laughs) But it's wow. just a really nice friendship. Like, it genuinely is. It's really, really genuine. Um, and so I, I wish nothing but the best for him. And for sure. if anybody wants to to write him or anybody in prison, period, really, not just this guy, but, like, they're humans. Like, it's so simple to make someone's day yeah. with writing a letter, answering a phone call or whatever it is. Something as simple as that can Absolute. be so... Change their life and make them life. keep going. Yeah. Because they... they we we treat them so terribly and so um understanding their beauty and their humanity as well has been really um fruitful to me 
Awesome. I could say a lot more, but I also don't want to do yeah. anything that's like, right. uh, you know, endangering. So, Rafa, what about you? When was the last time you were on a date? <laughs> I was on a date? Yeah. What would... Uh, uh. Are you dating? No. When's the last time you Y'all didn't listen to date? the date podcast? <laughs> I just feel like a lot of things in my life happened that made me have like a really pessimistic view on mm-hmm. how things unfold. And so like, not that I'm depressed, but I feel like I have this grim outlook on like my individual existence. And so I feel like the way I was brought up I feel like that I need to be of service and being Mm -hmm. with someone Mm -hmm. in a relationship or dating or pursuing gets in the way of things. Um, And that's not to say that I can't have anything meaningful with anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just that I don't believe like these sensationalized views of what romance is. And I always joke about love not being real because I feel like at the end of the day, the majority, if not all people that are in relationships, and um, this is not a shot at anyone personally, but I feel like they're more defined by what the role is supposed to be rather than like an actual... Who they are as a person, yeah. maybe sometimes, or... I think then that... the actual emotion there. Yeah. Right, like, oh, this it's... is what a boyfriend does. Mm-hmm. That's what a, a a wife should be. Yeah. And, and, and I get it, and, and, that, I, and yeah. I understand like when people click, it's because they might have similar ideas to what that person is to, supposed to be for mm-hmm. the other. But it should never dictate where a couple goes in terms of like how their relationship has like, you know, a trajectory. And it's like, this is where we're supposed to be. We should have had a kid by now or we should have been there or we should have done that. The norms. Right. And um, that combined with so many other things has just pushed me away from saying, you know, I'm going to be happy with someone. So you're basically you're just saying you're a hoe. (laughs) I'm not a hoe. I just I just you're just drawn that way. I just... <laughs> wow! Emma, when's the last time you went on a date? Oh, fuck you guys, man! So we're cutting this interview off. <laughs> Forty-five minutes. No. Um. Is this y'all's last question? So this will be okay. this will be our last question. We have a little more, but we do. But like, so um, did you want me to answer that? Or yeah. Ignore? When was the last time you went on I a date? I actually don't know. Um, an actual date that I knew it was a date. Yeah. That you knew it was a date? It's hard out here. Um, Uh Do you want people to slide into your DMs right now for a date? DMs. Absolutely, sure. If you feel it called in your heart, I'm not stopping you. What the hell? I'm going to edit this episode tonight. Tomorrow, (laughs) she's going to have the DMs popping. No, my DMs are never popping. Um, the last what the fuck? You are not good at the dinger. It don't even make sense. I got it. DMs. DMs always sounds weird to me because that sounds like dick message. But okay, it could be. That. I was gonna say dick muscle. Dick but... muscle too. Yeah, yeah. I guess my last date was probably in like April, late April. Um, actual your date last that it was date, date was that it was you know a what? Date. two weeks you know ago what the inflection when we went to go see aladdin that was cute yeah that was sure. that was our first date Did you rub that genie lamp or what <laughs> she yeah. rubbed that genie lamp and it and all it came poof. out Ooh, magic with that bag of popcorn right there between Surge us said you get three. Oh, uh, two. Oh, one. one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> i hate <laughs> Making it peak so hard. Um, yeah. When was the last time? This is for both of you. Okay. You laughed, cried, and said "I love you" to somebody. Got oh. it today. 
Like she cried today already. Like I laughed like oh, five you seconds cried ago. At the beginning of the I cried series. at the beginning of the okay. Who was the last you... person you said I love you to? Mari, on the phone. Oh, that that's sweet. My best friend. I feel like I do that every day. Mm-hmm. You do? Yeah. So you guys talk about mental health a lot, right? Correct. And you're big advocates for it. And you've both had shared some of your struggles. When did you realize that? Because Oof. it's it's not like typical for your mom. Me- like, let me talk about my Mexican mom to say, <laughs> oh, I think you have anxiety. We need to go to therapy. Like, right. When did you think or realize something was like? Um, I should have realized when I was a child and I had like nervous attacks every night. Um, not every night. I used to get really, really nervous going to church every Friday. Pat, I don't know if you remember that, but in Catholic school, I would like want to throw up every day. Um, and then I didn't notice anything as far as anxiety or mental health goes until college. Um, so I was in my sophomore year of college. I was working too much, doing too much work and drinking a lot of caffeine. I was not sleeping. It was a recipe for disaster and I had a panic attack. Um, and I talked about this a long time yeah. ago, but that was my very first time. And I thought I was dying. I had no idea what was going on. My friends rushed me to the ER and drove from Denton to Parkland Hospital. Um, so shout out to them. And I learned that day that I had um, anxiety. And then from there, it spiraled into depression. And I've basically been battling it since. Um, well, thank you for bringing awareness to it. Because for sure. we lived in the same house and we grew up together. And just by listening to you guys and listening to a lot of what you're talking about, I'm like, I didn't realize a lot of my struggles were anxiety mm-hmm. you know so i'm glad i know it's a tough subject to talk about and but um thank you for sharing that with us yeah for sure i'm always willing to talk about it um because again people always saw me as this certain kind of figure and i um i didn't have anybody to talk about it with mm-hmm. i felt very alone i felt very scared for my mm-hmm. life a lot of the time um and so I basically decided after my um, friend passed and lost his battle to mental health that I I would have to spread my message and share my experience with everybody I knew from my own um, confident level to normalize it for people so that we could all basically be less alone and understand how beautiful connection is and and, and that we don't have to suffer alone because it is so damaging to humanity um to not take care of ourselves definitely rafa what is your favorite word right now um i don't know <laughs> turtle power is that your favorite word pat eva what is your favorite Why word right I now say that he likes me to turtles? i'm gonna let rafa answer first my I do, favorite I word? I was just talking. Um, man, Zumba. <laughs> <laughs> because I fucking hate it. That's why. No, because we made a joke. We went to Zumba. We did. Eva had a Zumba coming. event and I went and for it work. was fucking hell. Because it was like a crazy workout. But I made a joke about doing like a Lion King themed Zumba and calling <laughs> it Simba Zumba. I'm here for it. This is his humor, like straight yeah. up. <laughs> 
I think it would be fun. Christian agreed. Oh my god. Um, what is your favorite song right now? Honestly, <laughs> my favorite song is um, by Zach Fox, who's like a total internet fuckboy. Um, and and it's my favorite because he's hilarious, but it's literally called Jesus is the one in parentheses. I got depression. Wow. <laughs> and it's so, okay. It's so funny. So there's this producer called Kenny Beats um, that works with like Rico Nasty a lot and lots of different young folk. Um, and so he had Zach Fox on. I know this is all going over y'all's head probably a little bit. Um, anyways, she says young folk folk. I'm just saying, um, Daisy kind of knows what I'm talking about. Maybe. Nope. Okay, great. I do now. Um, anyways, it's a silly song where he's, he also talks about his mental health and shit a lot too. And I think it's, we have a really dark humor because we all kind of hate life. And so we just like run with it. Um, and we just keep going. And so the internet humor is my fave and that's my favorite song right now. I don't know. I, I feel like last week I was on an 80s kick, and so I was listening to a lot. I was. Uh, If it's music that just came out, um, I'm really into, and it'll probably be like my, it's going to be my who you got, Nati Nati Peluso, um, but also like Pink Sweats, uh, which was my who you got a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But he has a song called Honesty, a song called Cocaine. And Henny and Coke, yeah, Coke and Henny, which is really like. Can we do a lightning round? Like if Sergio says a word and then I say a word and y'all like the first word that comes, right? My favorite round. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Banana. Yellow. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little Nas X. Good for you. Write it. No. <laughs> um, and Banana. Fuck you. Best. <laughs> Oak Cliff. That's my hood. Of course. Tacos. Um, I don't know why it just came to my head. Chocolate. Mm. Is that a word? Does that count? Mm. Yeah. Sound effect? I was going to say crunch. Crunch. Oh, basic yeah. ass blue chocolate. Sorry. That's, that's A-O-C. Just... All right, girl. Fine. <laughs> um, Best restaurant. Yeah. Olive Garden. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Listen, wow. I have a. Yo, I could write a paper real, on Olive Garden real, and what it means talk, to the hood. Okay. Real talk. I was gonna say Shut fucking the fuck Olive Garden. Olive Garden and have them sponsor you guys. I, we should. I just. So it is really that your best restaurant? Yes. It's just what like, like that means for my childhood. What is your two go? I remember. It means a lot. It means a like, lot. Like I feel like I've had better food. Oh, absolutely. But like the second my mom calls and she's like, "Yo." Like, we're going to have dinner and at it's Olive a, Garden. We're going to Olive Me Garden. Me and Pat yeah. growing up, if we made good grades, we went to Olive Garden like yeah. once a year and we were ready. When I was 16 You only made grades, good, good grades once a year? No, it was like our final report card. <laughs> oh. it, was always, it was at the end of the year. Let me t- I'm going to share trash. a story with y'all. I was 16 years old and Oscar de la Hoya was fighting somebody. Ooh, I was a Oscar. huge Oscar fan. She had a pillow. I had a pillow. I still have the pillowcase. I had a, everything. Um, my friend and I made a bet. And he was like, I'm going to take you to the re- whatever restaurant you want if you if he wins. And Oscar won. And I was like, yes, I'm going to pick Olive Garden. And so he was like, OK, where do you want to go? And I was like, 
is Olive Garden too fancy? Like, is <laughs> it too fancy? But it really was. It is fancy. And I was like, like am I being too bougie by picking <laughs> Olive Garden? And we did. And I just thought like we were high class at the Olive Garden in Irving. So uh, Susie had mentioned like you were all talking about a young your younger selves. Um, what would you tell your younger mm. self now? God damn it, Oprah. Rafa, do you have something first? No. 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 You would I mean, come on, oh, Rafa. Huh? You'd give him some dap. What would. would you tell you your would. younger self now? I would. I say, would. Hey, Rafa, Rafito. I would say, go after it, and it's all gonna be okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, I'm gonna cry my eyelashes off. <laughs> Mood. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. <laughs> um, love yourself right now. Because mm-hmm. you'll be glad you did later on. And keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, good. That's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. I think that before we ask y'all a last question we kind of wanted to tell y'all what decolores means to us as listeners a little bit and um i'm already crying thank (laughs) y'all honestly thank you for this opportunity i just want people to know that i you better make it good because you're never fucking interviewing us again (laughs) (laughs) i love y'all but i'm not doing this shit again Drag me. I'm such a millennial. I took my notes on my cell phone. Um, go, girl. You go. Go, me. Come on, DMX. It was on. Listen, if you went to Club DMX on Thursday, it was like their mountain, mountain, what was that? Sport? Mountain View. Mountain View. We went to Mountain View or TCC night because it was college night, but everybody here went to Mountain View or TCC. Yes. Uh-huh. Then it was Saturday was the Tejano night. It was on on Tejano night. They need to go ahead and hire and you. And Sunday since. was the Whippet. The Whippet. It was on. Like the Whippet, like when you used to sniff and get high? That's some, <laughs> that's some you shit. No, yeah. but l- really, Poppers. when I Poppers was growing penguin. up, we didn't have this. We didn't have... We didn't have these outlets and and brown people advocating and fighting for us and repping 214 like y'all do. I mean, y'all really hold it down Mm -hmm. for Dallas. And I'm telling you this because I'm a mom of three boys. Shout out, kids. Love you. Love you. Um, Thank you. You guys have interviewed so many good people that I feel like it's even helped me in my parenting. Mm. You guys have even opened up to where the people, the questions you ask and the people that say, you know, my mom did this for me or my mom didn't do this for me Mm. or my mom believed in me or she didn't. Or the one person that said their mom made him write the constitution. I was like, I'm Mm. here for that. I'm a, He's a lawyer Damn. now, right? Anthony That's Island. crazy, yeah. Or the 88 killer when he said, my mom used to just take me to the library. I mean, and he's doing great things. And I was like, okay, I'm doing all right. I take my kids to the library. <laughs> but as you guys, I don't think you understand how much work you're doing to help people. You are. Mm-hmm. It is It is. It is work that is, um, there's, I can't even, I can't even describe what y'all are doing for the generations to come that y'all don't even see it right now. And it's not even in effect right now, but you guys did that thing in that um, museum 
Right. And it showed a little Latino Mexico, how Dallas was. Mm. That's going to be you guys. That's that's y'all. Y'all are going to be there (laughs) because what y'all are doing for Dallas and not only Dallas, but Texas and nationwide. It is amazing. And we are so, so, so blessed to have you here. And I just and you know, I wanted to say this because there's a lot of crime going on in Dallas right now. And Dallas is under uh, a lot of scrutiny, right, for everything. Mm -hmm. And I heard this podcast Super Soul Sunday. I'm not trying. It was that. Okay, it was Oprah. Y'all, Shout I was Oprah. competing with Oprah. But she said, focus on what's thriving. And when I hear about all the crime that Dallas is going through, I have to focus on what's thriving. And that's the Colores Radio. Oh, my God. It is. Damn it's it. it's to make it No, yeah. but it is. And For listen, sure. I agree. Yeah. They, there's other podcasts here. They're thriving as well, right? Y'all feed off each other. Shout out. CYC, everybody else in Dallas and other people that are trying to start this that came in after y'all. But you guys are definitely thriving and it's giving a home and a place for people to feel safe in a time where Dallas doesn't necessarily feel that safe. So thank you. Yeah. And I like somebody for somebody like me where their Latinidad wasn't really a part of how they felt were able to express themselves comfortably in a space, you know, like being able to hear people like you and have um, and know that there are thousands of people out there who listen to the the Colores radio and how safe they are to express their Latinidad is amazing to me because like I haven't always been um, comfortable with expressing that, Mm. you know, and um I'm also also learning a lot and you know yeah. I say I'm old but I'm not that old right mm-hmm. but I I grew we're up in always learning. we're always learning and I think that's what's important I think that's what really makes me excited to hear the next podcast hear the next episode from you all is like what am I going to learn new or what am I going to learn now mm-hmm. that's not only going to uh, better myself but better our community and yeah. better better our country hopefully um <laughs> overall and that's the type of work that the Colotus is doing and that i feel is uh, just imperative for for Definitely. for for who we need to be as people and for where we need to be as a country going forward so thank you so much for that what are your goals mm. for the Colotus radio besides give sergio and i a spinoff <laughs> yes. um thank you that that really means a lot um because we do get so caught up in it. I don't think we realize a lot of times um, that we're just going, going, going. And sometimes you really don't know with podcasts because you just kind of put it out there and you hope it lands and then you go, you keep going or you don't. And well, so, it's landed, obviously. You should know right, that it's right, landed, right, right, right. No, for sure. I, I, That's just maybe me like, you yeah. know. Your heart. Trying to be. For sure. Yeah. Um, but I think um, like you were asking earlier, what would you be doing if it wasn't the colores? I... I I majored in radio TV film. So my goal is to make this a bigger media platform Mm -hmm. and eventually, um, something bigger than us. Right. It it already is much bigger than us and it's never really been about us, us, but I want to 
create this to be a bigger platform where we can pay artists, we can pay activists, we can pay all these different people that we work with. It can be a hub. It can be a, a center itself um, and carry weight um, on its own and be funded and, and get the money it deserves, right? And really help uplift people and communities and organizations and all the things that we really believe in and fight for um, and, and take care of one another as community and, and keep building it up that way. That's my goal is to really continue moving forward as a city and beyond because we have so much potential here and, and we're happy to be uplifting it. One word to describe yourself. I I'm terrible at describing myself. Okay, I don't know what to describe the Colores Radio. Myself or Decolores? DCR. DCR. That sounds like DSR. <laughs> ASMR. Thank you for. One word to how would if you had one word to describe the Colores, what the Colores Radio means to you? What is that word? The word that I keep hearing over and over my in my head since you asked me what we are is love. Um, forward. Okay, Pat. Patitas. One, Damn, she don't even listen. One word to describe the We're radio. recording a podcast episode, Pat. <laughs> Damn. Uh. <laughs> She's still thinking about killing her sisters. Into the mic, With, ASMR. by the arms towards ASMR, your... Pat. Into the I'm mic. Scared. Bleed to death. Community. That's a good answer. That was a good show. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, uh, yes, for giving us the opportunity to interview you all for... Stressing us the fuck out. I know. Radio. If my blood pressure wasn't high before... <laughs> Go get the asthma. The inhaler. Damn. Damn. Well, thank you all thank for you. doing this. Thank you for putting You're this welcome. idea in my head because I never would have let someone fucking interview us on our own show. <laughs> now we're going to get you. Hey, can we be next? Because yes. I got some shit to ask. <laughs> well, and y'all had the opportunity. I put a question and nobody asked anything. So that was your opportunity to ask us any, literally anything. We literally played MFK. A question asked, why are Capricorns your fave? Um, She is, it's very interesting. I know Rafa makes fun of astrology I'm and I posted on on Twitter about my theory about why men hate astrology and you can go find that and I feel like it's pretty accurate about why men, men hate, hate it because women hate astrology too uh -huh. just for the record you if, you if you want to you want to talk smack about men there's women that hate astrology too I'm sure there are they the probably record. also try to impress men a lot Oh, and I, ooh. but your problem's not with them, okay? Oh, I mean, it could be with them too. I don't. Give I a thought shit. Capricorn was like Anyways. a nickname for Colin Kaepernick. Ooh, I like I'll him too, it. so I'm that's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing uh, wrong with that. Do we get a free jersey? I'm a Capricorn moon, um, so I'm naturally like this, especially now. Don't listen like, to him. July second. No, yeah. He's a uh, Aries. 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 Mm -hmm. Check Anyways, the Aries Check and the Capricorns time. are amazing. Capricorns are a balance, and they're also my uh, moon oh, signs. So welcome. I appreciate. I grew up with two caps. All my besties are caps. Y'all are amazing. Peace Shout guys. out to you, responsible hoes. Um, that was the only question we got. That was the only question we got. So that was your opportunity. Oh, Thank you all. Somebody else asked. Uh oh. Oh, salsa verde. I'm going to say verde. You had it yeah, if you, you bring some it. rojo 
in here. I'm going to slap it out your fucking hand. It's oh. good. It's just too hot for me. I just want y'all to know that I went back. Wait, for, for like tacos? De Colores okay, episode. Yeah. Do you guys remember? What's the up? Did you call me? <laughs> you said OG. That's my nickname. What's up? Don't nobody call him this. What's up? The OG. What's up? Episode. Yeah, what's up? That's me. You said the Remember OG. What's up? When... <laughs> He's so annoying, right? <laughs> when we were, when you guys were talking about empanadas and conchas, mm-hmm. I just want you guys to know that I brought them empanadas you and did. conchas. And what's what's H E B from the head? Nobody, nobody has touched a concha because they're Hype beautiful beasts. and it's art. And we have we don't one touch art. Everybody knows that. I don't touch one. art. Don't, I don't touch. Do not touch art. It's I touch fast. myself. I am art. Girl, <laughs> we already knew that. <laughs> Wonder why everybody chose you to fuck, huh? Huh. Anyways, thank you wow. so much to you all for doing this. Thank you. It's great. A uh, good reflective episode. <laughs> Let's never air this episode. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, after we interviewed, but it's not getting aired. After our two year, it really puts it all back in perspective for us because we do get caught up in it and we love it. And we <clears> really <throat> love doing it because if we didn't, we would not be doing it. And be working together and be spending as much time on this shit as we do for free, mostly. Mm-hmm. True. Um, and we Sponsor do that. Us. So we appreciate your love. Um, and we thank you for putting things in perspective and interviewing us here on the Colores Radio. So thank you, Susie and Sergio. You're welcome. Ching out. The Colores Radio. Okay. So adding on to what um, your sister and said he had to say. Um, the reason why I wasn't going to say anything is because I was so far away from the mic. But as an intern, like getting to be a part of the Colores has been such a privilege for me because I thought I already knew a lot about the community, especially as a Latina mm-hmm. who come from who comes from like immigrant parents and is brown and all that stuff. I thought I already knew, but I've have so much to learn, mm. especially as a 21 year old. So just getting to be here and listening in on the, the guests and the, the episodes itself has been such a privilege. It really, really has. And I don't think you guys like, mm. I don't show it as much, I guess, but I really, really am really thankful that you guys are like in my life. Cause I've been knowing you guys since when February, yeah, March? not too long, not too long ago. Yeah. Um, so it's just a blessing really. Like, Aww. you guys mean a lot to me because I wouldn't be where I am right now as far as learning my roots mm-hmm. as a Dallas native and also as a Latina. So thank you, guys. Aw, thank you for sharing that with of us. Course. You have a lot of power within you, and that's and I recognize it as soon as I met you. And so um, everything you. you say to us, I can say back to you. And, and we're always all all always learning, literally with every guest we bring in. We're constant, at least for me, Rafa, I don't know about you. I know you have a different experience with Dallas, but like, I feel like I get to learn so much about an individual, which is a gift and also about this city and the potential it's it has and where it's Mm. been and where it's going and where Mm -hmm. we are right now and so i think that's what brings us all together really is this idea of growing and learning together to really transform ourselves and our city i think being able to look at it as a two-way street regardless of wherever you are or whatever situation you're in um i think it makes it that much more impactful and valuable and it gives you a different level of understanding like mm-hmm. you know even you being here like yeah i mean it, it the, as much as you might feel inspired or you feel like you learn like the same like mm-hmm. ditto like 
you know, you being here and giving us a different kind of perspective makes me like evaluate things in a way that I wouldn't normally do it. And that's because of you, like you bring that to the table. Um, So yeah, like I, I, I don't ever, not to say that I would undervalue anybody, but like, you know, I'm going, I, I'm referring to summer camp a lot because we have summer camp going on right now at the cultural center. But I always go back to this idea that I'm terrified of children because they're so impressionable. They're very honest and, like they're sponges and you don't realize you might not realize you know right away that as an adult all of these things that you have kind of learned throughout the years and a lot of it was happening when you were a child and so me thinking that I'm I'm helping mold you know the future generations in some way or another is fucking terrifying but at the same time like I do my work with the understanding that with what I have to like give and teach and pass on, I will, if, if nothing else, learn just as much, if not more from whoever I'm working with. And that's the truth. Ruth. Mm-hmm. You guys do it so natural too. You know, it seems like it's not like it's forced upon <clears throat> or I'm doing this because you know, it's what's in or whatever. Like you guys are so willing to do that. So again, like, just bringing back me sitting here and getting mm. to be a part of it all happening, I could only imagine how the listeners feel. You know, they're probably, because I listen to you guys, you know, to the episodes mm-hmm. afterwards, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember all of this. <laughs> um, so I'm always like, yes, yes, like that is the truth. I learned so much. So this is also like reflecting on the listeners and how they think and what they perceive you guys. And it's, it's awesome. Like I'm here for it. I support it all the way. Yay. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Daisy. Welcome. Very sweet. Thank you again to Sergio, Susie and Daisy for giving us um, those kind words and for being with us today to chat with us a little bit about um, the colores, especially after two years, it's been really really quite a joyous ride and honestly an honor to even be able to talk and learn about so many amazing people and to be building community with you all. So now it is time for <clears throat> self-care corner. Yeah. Um, so it looks really dramatic on the script. What does it say, Pat? <laughs> Uncomfortable. Painful. like shit okay i know you got stung by wasp or whatever yeah that's definitely not what i'm talking about actually um i think i was referring to understanding that growth and actual self-care is both of these things because i think um and we've talked about it a few times that self-care now to a lot of people looks like face masks and bubble baths and all these really happy things. And I've discussed those as positives as well, but understanding that like real self care and, and giving yourself what your body really needs, whether it be healing or love or attention or touch or whatever it might be is typically not a good feeling. It's uncomfortable. It's painful. It's lonely. It's sad. Um, and I'm saying this as a personal experience, I don't mean to sound really dark all the time, but like I am going through kind of a mental health wave right now. Cause I started seeing a new therapist and she's making me unpack a lot of shit. I did not, um, get to do as in depth through my other therapists. And so, um, I'm 
I'm reminding you all or encouraging you all or hoping that we all together can understand that self-care and growth and evolution of ourselves is not necessarily pretty. And so whatever part of your journey you're on right now, or maybe you haven't reflected on yourself, um, and I don't mean to make this about men, but like lately I've heard about a lot of really shitty men. Um, and so I think that we all need to do a lot more to be better to ourselves before we try to take on or date or talk or whatever to other people because we end up hurting them more in the long run. And so I really want to encourage um, you and and me and everyone to reflect on themselves. And if you know you need help, please get help, um, whatever help looks like for you and focus on loving yourself and bettering who you are to not damage anyone else around you. Cause that's what a lot of us end up doing is hurt people, hurt people. And we don't want to continue this cycle within this world that like already wants us to hate ourselves. Um, so I just want to remind you all of that and Pat and Rafa, if you want to add anything, please feel free. No. Okay, great. All right. So we'll keep moving. That is our self-care corner. I hope you got something out of that. All right. So upcoming the Colores events, I want to briefly chat about our two-year um, summer bash, which was a lot of fun. We were at Sunset Crab Shack. I was literally praying for it to not rain for like a week straight. And it was super fucking humid, hot. I got a crazy ass tan. I got freckles on my titties out of nowhere. I've never seen them before. <laughs> they are there now. I still feel weird about it. Um, but we saw so many amazing people and it was just so fun. Like it was hot. It was stressful at first. We literally had to take down our art that Arma from Sour Grapes made for us really fast because it started raining for a minute and then it went away. We had Somar ATX from Austin come through. Um, Alonze Jules, TZ Does It was our DJ. We had Cheek Lazine there. We had Everything Living there. We had Anne's Disasters. It was just so dope to see all these different kinds of people in this event come together because it was really laid back and chill and fun, and we were just yeah enjoying it. Dallas Lowriders came out. Food was good. A lot of people pulled up, yeah. Oh, yeah, Luna, Dallas Lowriders ended up hanging out. Luna Luna, mm -hmm. uh, Rocket, Lil Chris, the Fated Family was there. A lot of our guests were there. Ari Brielle. It was great to meet Caitlin and Myra and some other awesome listeners and supporters. Sunset Crab Shack team was super cool. Yes. Shout out to Very you Very accommodating. Absolutely. They literally, we walked in and they literally said, do whatever you want to do. I was like, okay. So. It was a lot of fun. Do y'all have any other things to add? Shout out to, um, I made a really good friend that day and, uh. <laughs> I hope that she's doing well. Aww, I'm, I'm wishing sad. you the best. Um, Damn, girl. You make it sound like she's like, gone. She's not gone, but she's not in my life anymore. I mean, and you're her godfather. Where's so... the Drake? Play some so... Drake. Play Marvin's <laughs> Room. <laughs> Shout out to Campanita, who's the with puppy. a wonderful family. Yay. But, with Jeremy and Carmina. Yeah. Ari found this dog in her apartment complex somewhere, so yeah. that's what happened. And now she dances to music yeah. apparently 
She's an icon. The real winner here is Campanita. We found her a home. So God bless. (laughs) Yeah. And that was our two year anniversary. It was a lot of fun. We hope to do more things like it. It is a lot of work and um, we'll see what happens next. But we do have some fun, exciting things coming next. Um, And we'll announce that probably after we get back from New York. Woo. So we'll be in New York. July 10th through the 13th, covering the Latin Alternative Music Conference. Um, So we're pretty excited about covering that. Um, So if y'all are in New York, y'all should come through. Um, We'll be there doing some interviews um, at the conference and hopefully like some pretty fun ones we're excited about when we get there. Um, So yeah, I I know Rafa's really excited to see Nathy Peloso. Um, There's some other, like Gabby Moreno's going to be there, a bunch of other great people. So yeah. Um, y'all come through if y'all are in town. Come say hi. Let us know where the, the Perrea is at. Um, so the other event that we wanted to highlight was the Veggie Mijas event. Our friends, Destiny, the Veggie Mijas um, member here in Dallas, is doing a pool party with our friends Electric Kitchen. So it's a people of color party. Or, I don't know if I said that. Did I say that weird? Maybe I'm just self-conscious. Um, <laughs> you got it, girl. <laughs> Yeah, so they're having a pool party with a vegan buffet, so you definitely want to sign up. I think tickets are about $15. You can buy the tickets on Eventbrite. I think uh, Veggie Me has and Electric Kitchen have it on their Instagram, so check it out. They're, it's the, the coladas are frozen. The theme is set. We're throwing a party you'll never forget. So I don't. are y'all going to be in town for that? I'm planning on getting back and hopefully going that night. Cool. So yeah, that should be fun. I think that's all the event we have going on. And we have some other stuff. We will be announcing an art show soon. So get ready for that. Sorry we haven't done one. It's been a crazy year. Then we have some other exciting news to share about what we're doing coming up soon. Um, So that is all the events we have. Then finally, our brown business of the week. Ding, da-da-ding. Ba-dee-ba-ba-bing. Did you like that? I like where it's going. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. I think I'm fucking this up. Let me make sure. Oh, shit. Um, I'm going to leave that in. That's fine. Sure, Jan. Our brown business of the week is Miriam Cocina Latina. Um, It is a delicious restaurant that my homegirl, Melania Luisa, the lovely poet, who we will have back sometime soon because she is out here calling out white Latinas left and right. Even Rafa's fave Harina, who thought she could make a video about colorism. Jarina. She is very Jarina. Um, so I need to bring her back, but she, um, recommended we went to this lovely restaurant that's right there in downtown across from Clyde Warren. So I don't really eat over there because that area is like mad bouge. (laughs) And I was like, um, sure girl. Isn't that on you though? No, that's you. That is, Uh, that is not correct. (laughs) Um, but Miriam Cocina Latina, it's a Dominican woman chef and owner. She's so sweet. Her picture's in the restaurant. She's an icon. She came out. She welcomed all of us. She's from the Dominican. The food is fucking delicious. It's fairly priced. Everything was so good. The hospitality was amazing. I have no complaints. I can't wait to go back. I'm not even trying to just hype this place. I genuinely liked it. They had a Dominican burger. It looked so good. Yucca fries. Mm, Everything. Oh, it was so good. It was just so tasty. So fresh. I have, uh, I have nothing but good things to say. My mouth just watered. Did you see me swallow my spit? Yeah. That was embarrassing. Um, 
Wow. So check out Miriam Cocina Latina. It is delicious. And I think you'll like it. If you don't, then maybe I'll give you a hug to make up for it later. I don't know. I don't have a lot of money, so I have to give other things. Do they got happy hours, maybe? They probably do. Yeah, I haven't yeah. been to them, but I can't wait to go. We should go, you guys. I'm down. Okay. Well, down. We're- oh, shit, bitch. All right. So that is our brown business of the week. Support your Afro Latinas. I promise they have a lot more to say than the white Latinas. Okay, girl. Hey. <laughs> um... Rafa felt attacked for some reason, but I yeah, guess white Latinas always, always white feel attacked. Latina. Because white Latinas always feel attacked and sensitive Whatever. like white women because they are. And uh, ooh. Um, so now it is time for who the fuck you got with the Coco. Um, so I'm just going to shout out real quick. that uh, Yadi, thank you for recommending to me the Vino Niño. I sent her the Los Spookies pl- playlist on Spotify and then she sent me this recommendation and it was dope. They're from Chicago. They're uh, Latinx, like indie synth band, which I love since I've said this before. In the, in the no, I'm sorry. I'm that bitch. What? I already told y'all. No. I love synth. Indie synth band. Latinx. Toothpaste. <laughs> what the hell? So yeah, they Vino Nino. They're from Chicago. Our friend Beverly from Song Mess just wrote a nice little piece on them on Pitchfork. So I definitely check, recommend to check out their new album, Foam. Um, and then I wanted to shout out La Doña. She does those like uh, reggaeton stuff that I really like. So you're going to say mole cups because I buy them hoes and they're good. Oh, those yeah. are good. <laughs> but no, she has uh, the first time I heard her song was the one that's called Nada Me Pertenece. And she released a new one called Memorias Same. Caramelas. Uh-huh. And she's from the Bay Area. <laughs> she played in some um, bands that Rafa might like. But, but you've never heard of them. We've never heard of them. but They haven't made the, the band yet. Um, <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> She um did con- conjunto with her family. Okay. So yeah, she she does all she plays a little bit with the sounds. I Pretty love cool. conjunto music. Safa, what kind of conjunto do you have? Uh, we alluded to it. Nati Peluso. Uh, she'll be at LAMC. I discovered her through that conference. She's on playlists. She's she's dope. Um, she's got this weird, not weird, but like definitely um uh, like a different but hip hoppy it's hard to de- it's very off kilter her her style is off kilter if Same. there was something to describe her where is on kilter um um a lot of what i'm already listening to okay just wondering so yeah um yeah because um and it it sucks to like that my mind goes to this in describing her cadence when rapping, but it reminds me of Willie Nelson because when Willie Nelson sings, he'll he'll catch the beat right before it or right after it. So it's not right on it, but it makes perfect sense like when you listen to it. So her style is like almost like this, like, like when I hear her rap or hear her sing, it reminds me of like Drunken Monkey Karate. Cause it's like this really weird. Um, I I'm have st- to hear this. You, that you have does to. Not sound. It sounds really strange, it but it sounds really good, um, and and it's unique for sure. And you know, you listen to her music, and you're just like, oh, she doesn't give a fuck. She's going to express herself, and her style is definitely one that's not, you know, it's not very common. But um, when you hear it, like, tell me if if off kilter is one of those things that sounds like. It would define her, not define her, but describe what she sounds like. 
But yeah, that's my who you got. I love it. And my who you got, um, I just want to let you all know that I'm sad that the XXL mag was announced after our episode because that always fucking happens. You always say XXL. What is it? It's double XL. You know what? I'm an XXL bitch plus size queen. So for me, that's where my brain goes. That's why I say it, I guess. I never even thought of that. Um, fuck. Double XL bitch. Same thing. Um, <laughs> my queens are the lineup. Ooh. Who could you be speaking of? All my who you got bitches were literally oh. on there. I didn't know so Ariana Grande started imp- rapping. You're trash. I've never even <laughs> mentioned her name. Um, Tierra Wack, Rico Nasty, and Meg The Stallion are all I, on that lineup. So really quick, I don't mean to interject, but I'm... But I'm going to interject. But I'm going to interject. A lot of people were upset that Doja Cat wasn't on there. She's not good. I'm sorry. I love Doja no, Cat. No, but you love her because it's fun, not because she's a no, great rapper. No she, no, she makes good music, and when we talk about rap, yes, she is a great rapper. I We need to unpack this. I'm we worried about you. We do need to you. unpack it. Because I think she has dumb raps. Who... <laughs> We're talking about rap, right? Because in the words of my man Hove, I'll dumb down for my audience and double my dollar. Duh, and if she, and but if I she think will, she doesn't even think she's being dumb. No, There's if a difference. she will, if she will play the part, trust me. If she will play the part, and when it comes to producing music that sounds that good, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. I think she does to some degree, but even when I've watched her in interviews as a person, it says a lot to me, and she's very surface oh, level. If I don't like half, more than half, I don't like the majority of people when they speak outside of them making music. I just feel like I didn't think of her as a real rapper, like straight up. And like I feel like these other ones, they actually have something. Um, I'm not trying to shit on Doja Cat. I guess I am. But I've just seen her like interviews and that's where I really start caring about an artist beyond just their rapping. And like she didn't do it for me. But this is not about Doja Cat. She's not my fucking right. who you got. No, my yeah, who sorry. you gots are Meg Thee Stallion, Rico Nasty and Tierra Wack again because I'm still listening to them because they all bring something unique and fucking fascinating to the table in their own ways fucking tierra whack ate potato chips for her fucking double xl bid and still won that hoe she's hilarious she's so creative she ate pot- ate potato chips yes they have to like make a bid to be on double xl and people oh, yeah. vote for them and her oh. bid was literally her eating potato chips the whole time it's fucking that's, hysterical that's genius wow i'm so over you you little dojo puss no that's like uh, who would have thought of that? Up. I'm over you. <laughs> Anyways, they're both they're all killing it in the game. I didn't even know any of the top rappers besides The Baby and Blueface. Oh, that's right. He and was on there. Gunna. Gunna. Ooh, did you hear about Blueface kicking his mom and his sister out? He's trash. We already yeah. knew that. We already but, knew that. Yeah. He made a song called Tatiana Gun- and yeah. we loved it. Gunna was on there too? Yeah. Wow. He was like the number one most voted wow yeah so i didn't know any of the other people and i thought i knew things but uh, i was just glad that they 
didn't just include one woman but three because that's bare minimum what y'all should be doing because the women are killing the fucking game even doja cat i'm not just trying to shit on her she really is killing it too she has her own unique fun style as well so i'm not just trying to shit on her i just like i can read through someone and i can read through her very easily and like when I have seen but her interviews, but you're still able to acknowledge the fact that right, in terms of fan bases, that's yeah, so fun and great for people. compared to like everyone else that be on that double like, XL, yeah, sure, go for it. I ain't shaming that. You moo cowed and you are killing it, bitch. <laughs> go for it. That's amazing. Moo-cowed. She did. That was so yeah. I will give that you was props one of the main reasons. But like when like I hear her, her raps, I'm like, mm, this is very surface level. Like I like shit that's like you know me. Like, yeah. if you're going to be surface level, be Moo Cow funny. I don't know. I just, something about her rubs me the wrong way. And it's just, she's just not for me, but I still appreciate yeah. her. No, 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 I get And you. her uniqueness in her own way. So, you know, that's the beauty and complexity and humanity. And keep supporting your women of color because motherfuckers, we need it. Treat us right. We deserve to be respected. And we are the ones that are fucking, ooh, I got so much to say. But I'm going to wrap this up because this episode has gone on way too long. So this was episode 60 for us at The Colores Radio. Don't forget to share the podcast and follow us on social media. Subscribe and leave us a darn review. We actually have a website. So you should fucking check it out, bitch. www.thecoloresradio.com. <laughs> you said www. Is it not www? People still say that? I don't know if people still type that into search things now. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it's cute. The enthusiasm it was is. there and we felt it. We love it. We're yeah. really hyped about it. It's fucking cool. Shout out to our homegirl. Maria... Yolisma Garcia for helping us put together this website. We'll talk more about it next time, maybe after you've checked it out. Um, but to go leave us a review, you have to still physically go to Apple Podcasts. We try to make it simpler and link it through the website. It does not work that way. So if you want to leave us a review, please go write one at uh, the Apple Podcasts app. You can also do it online. We'd love to keep growing, so please share it with everyone you know. Word of mouth is the best way to get the word out for things. If you want to see us more, if you want to see us supported more, if you want to hear about us more, anything, we appreciate, we love you. Share it. Tweet us or hit us up. We love hearing from you all. We could not go on without your support. Come out to our events. Support our businesses. Support our guests. Um, tell everyone you love to follow us at the Colores Co. If you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow me at Eva Arreguin, Rafa at Exile, and Pat at Pat.Arreguin. Uh, thank you so much again to Daisy, our lovely intern, Sergio, Antonia Garcia, and Susie um, Escalante, my sister, for supporting us and loving us and reminding us um, of the work we're doing. And our theme song is Cumbia Anthem by Aldesti. Our audio editor is... Rafitz Tamayo. Our intern is Daisy Rincon. (laughs) It's midnight. We're recording and it's midnight and I'm losing it. (laughs) We promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content and more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Contact us on social media or email us at decoloriscollective at gmail.com or go to our fucking website, decoloresradio.com, bitch. No www. <laughs> Fuck that www. <laughs> Thank you. You tell them. You tell them. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for your love. Let's keep going, growing, and flowing together. Okay. Join us again next time for Decolores Radio. Yo. Decolores De- Radio. De-, De Colores Radio.